Okay, we're live. So Sweet. what I like to usually do is just wait a little bit, see if we can get people in here, and then yeah, for sure, you'll get your uh, your normal your normal crew in here, your loyalties, which is really nice, right? And then I was going to ask about the delay, but it's not too bad because I just got a notification because I have uh, notifications for like when you go go live, yeah, just to come on my phone and literally just hit there, so it's not too long on there. That's dope. Yeah, I did not know that. Told you, man, those tools, like, you had those tools in 07? Oh, oh man. <laughs> you guys would have been rock stars, man. Man, it would have been huge. We just missed it, too. Just yeah. missed it. And, like, imagine, like, when, when like, True Slayer or Moral Virus or any of us were beefing, just been like, okay, well, we'll see you at StreamYard. I'll send you a All link right. right now. Let's come right. chat. You right. know what I mean? Like, it would have been, it would have been banging. I think about that stuff sometimes, like, man, the things that we could have done. Like, I'm literally over on MSN Messenger arguing with people and stuff back in the day when now mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'll see you. I'll see you live. Yeah, it would have, have been, like, revolutionary for sure. Man. That would have that took the whole new game. Could have sold pay-per-views off that thing. There you go. Yeah, for sure. Do like <laughs> uh uh, was it Patreon? You guys could do like an exclusive video or something like yeah. that on the stream. Yeah, that would be huge. For sure. Like premiere it after ROH's pay per view or something. Right. Like the real main event. <laughs> it's interesting you flip back to RVD Tito for Life. Yeah, I just, it. there's no escaping it. Like, right. that's really what people know me as, know us as, I guess you would say. Um, and I just, at the end of the day, I could rebrand it all day long, but it's always that's the brand. That. Like RVD that's the brand. Like is the brand. Yeah. Right. Whether you like it or not, like that's just right. what it is. So I've just grown to accept it. Right. I felt like it was outdated, you know, because they're outdated. But at the end of the day, like that's just what the name is. So. Like even like my Twitter name, I mean, you know, YouTube name, Instant Classic. Yep. The the Twitter name, the real classic. I mean, it's all based off of Christian Cage. And yep. even though he's 100%. back in AEW, I still feel like it's outdated, but like that's what kind yep. of people know me as. So like there's yep. no point of even changing it. Even when I look up at your Twitter and stuff, I'm like instant classic. And I'm like, oh yes, Brandon. It's like right. whatever, you know. So yeah, I feel you. All right, so we got 20 people in here. I appreciate that. If you guys could, um, you know, if you are live, please like the video. Uh, so it can help us out in the algorithms and stuff. I'd appreciate that. And we got a lot to talk about today. Um, I definitely want to get into the releases and I want to talk about WrestleMania, but I really would prefer Steven to be here. So we're kind of waiting on Steven. Uh, he should be here soon. He is doing a fightful uh, watch along on impact. And then as soon as that's over, he'll be popping in. So Give it a couple more minutes and see uh, see what Steven has to say. Let's talk about something random. Have you? I haven't, but have you been watching uh, Mighty Ducks on Disney? I have, and honestly, man, it's not bad. It yeah. really isn't bad. And, you know, like what I like about it is, is it's pretty wholesome. Like, yeah. like it's not like all of a sudden Mighty Ducks went extreme. Like it's kind of to that same heart of Mighty Ducks. That's cool. And uh, it's been good. Like honestly, cool. I like it more than Winter Soldier. And see, I haven't even I haven't even touched Winter Soldier yet. 
Did you like, touch WandaVision? Yeah, and I, I liked WandaVision a lot. I mean, it got kind of yeah. wacky near the end, but I still enjoyed it for the most part. Or the I, beginning. I Man, the first two episodes, me and my wife were sitting down watching. <laughs> what in the hell is right, this? Right, for sure. But yeah, I haven't even, I haven't touched uh, uh, Winter Soldier as of yet. But I mean, I hear it's, I hear it's not as interesting, but I mean, I guess that's it's just, just the to me, it would be like a perfect two and a half hour movie than a right. six hour TV series. And that's yeah. what I'm kind of worried about is that they're trying to really go like in depth and some of these stories aren't necessarily necessary for it. Right. So that's my biggest concern with them. Well, I'm curious if they're going to do the same thing with like low key. Like if low key is going to be a situation where it'll work better as a movie, or if it'll work better as a TV show. Granted, I don't really know what the the uh, the plot of the whole thing is. Like I don't know what the synopsis yeah. of the show is, so I can't really tell. But I'm curious if that's going to be the same. Man, and and speaking of that, what's up with all this Fast and Furious hate, man? Like I see people all the time. Like there's no way I'm watching those movies. It's I, people I who've never watched watching. it. They, Right? But like, I stopped watching after two or three. Like, dude, after Fast Five, it's a game changer. Like, it goes completely different. It it becomes like Mission Impossible, James Bond, espionage with cars. Like, it's like, it's super like you have to turn your brain off because some of that stuff is oh, outrageous yeah, for sure. 100%. Like in Fast Six, when Dom has to crash and he has to save Letty, and it, like you have to turn your brain off. But like the, like they're great movies, and like I feel like Ooh. the people who who hate on those they haven't watched them, especially like you I said agree. they haven't like five six seven, they have not seen those movies. How awesome that they are! I love six. I think yeah. six is like amazing. Five was amazing too. Like when the Rock got involved, it took it to another level. And then, um, well, that sounds like Hogan TNA. We're taking it to another level. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. Uh, I, I don't get it. And now Cena, like, I'm all for it. Like, I'm a Cena fan, so bring on Cena. I'm, let's do it. I haven't oh, watched the trailer yet. Dom's brother is weird. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't get that. I the just trailer, I don't understand. I, mean, I, don't, I don't understand, understand how they're bringing, uh, how they're bringing Han back is the main thing. Like, I haven't, again, they, I haven't they watched the trailer they, yet, but. They showed that in the trailer, but they still didn't really explain it. So right. they still haven't spoiled that. But like, Letty, I understand how they brought Letty back, but, like, like Han yeah. is gonna be different because we kind of saw that car like actually blow up and everything. So. <laughs> what's what's weird is though is like with the trailers, um, like they show what they wanted to show last year when they were trying to get you to watch it, and mm-hmm. now they're like, we're gonna show you even more footage. Right. Like, yo, I don't need to see fifteen minutes right. worth of this stuff. That's why I saw the trailer last year, and I was like, okay, I'm I'm sold. I mean, I'm gonna be sold in the Fast Furious movie, even though the yeah. last one, the Fate of the Furious, I didn't. I didn't love it at all. It no. was it was okay. We're running out of ideas at this point. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, remember I like, when, when it was over, I was like, how much further can this go? Yeah, I like Charlize Theron as a villain. I thought she was she was good as a villain, but I just didn't think the rest of the movie kind of meshed with what she was doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I I, I love these movies, and like you, like you said, six. I saw six four times in theaters. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Uh, like, oh man, I saw it so many times in theaters. It was so good. And like Gina Carano turned heel in that movie. Oh, and so like, awesome! Yeah, like that movie is great. And then um, Jason Statham and like the the whole nine. Like that. That I love. I love six. And seven is in. Seven's okay. Seven's Eight. hard to watch just because you know. Yeah. what's happening? Like you know exactly. at the end of that the whole thing with Paul Walker and. 
it's just yeah, I feel like the movie it's still good. I feel like it's a little bit too long, and then like I said, that that just hangs over the movie the entire time. So you just know it's 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 coming, and that kind of kind of bugs me out for sure. But I still enjoy that. But like you said, for five sure. and six, so good. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's like only one. It's like one of the only summer movies I'm looking forward to. Most of them look bad. How do you feel about the new Space Jam? I so. I had this discussion with my cousins. We were uh, we, he hadn't seen the trailer, so I, I put it on the TV so he could watch the trailer. Like, I I love the first movie. Like, that's yep. part of our childhood. Like, it's, it's sure. like we love that movie. Yep. But if I'm being honest, it is not a great movie. No. But I love it. And yep. Michael Jordan is a horrible actor. But yes. we love him. Right. <laughs> like, I'm never going to talk trash about that movie. Like, it is is right. it's. It's great. But when I saw this trailer, I'm like, this has the potential to be the better movie for sure. Like it's yeah, player this player number one with basketball. Like yeah. I'm super into that. Like, yes, please give me that. They like Sean Bradley and all that in there. You know right. what I mean? Like Space Jam had some weird picks, but right. um yeah, I mean it looked pretty good, honestly. Like I wasn't thinking much of it and I watched the trailer and I was like, hey, you know. I like the HBO Max thing. I don't know if you've been dabbling in that, but yeah, I mean, I, I like it for sure. I mean, it's it's probably my at least right now is my preferred streaming service just for everything they have on there. Yeah. Um, I have you know said like recently, like I'm kind of into. I mean, I don't really have a family anything to take on there, so it's just me. But um, I'm really into the fact of going back to the theater to see Space Jam, to see yeah. Mortal Kombat, to Fast see Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious, yeah, for sure. Like these are movies I want to get back to the theater. Before, like I would say, like two months ago, I'm like, no, I watch it at home. Like, yeah, heck yeah, I'm all for yeah, this. Yeah. But now I'm like, I'm itching. Like, okay, like things are starting to open the back up again. Like I would actually like to see this in the theaters. Yeah. So, um, but either way, I mean, I have an opportunity to see it, whether I go to the theaters or at home. So that's really nice for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If you guys have questions, feel free to answer. What do you think about Mortal Kombat? I I'm into it. I mean, like I still remember yeah. like the first one. Like we went like on Saturday at like two PM to the theater when I was a kid. God, that was ninety five, so I'd have been yeah, what, eight years old or something like that. Dude, I went and I the went to was street packed, fighter. Dude, and it was I went to Street Fighter. See, I saw Street Fighter on video. See, and I, I got I the collectible it. card. There was like a card that you get if you go to the movie theater. And like, I remember like the theater was packed, right? But like, and everybody wanted to really love that movie. But when it was over, people were just so confused because they knew it was bad, but like they refused right. to believe it was bad. Right. They're like, nah, I mean, you know. But like for me, it was like Van Damme plus Street Fighter. This is going to be amazing. Right. And it was a star right. Yeah, no, I uh, that movie. I mean, it's better than like Double Dragons, like the one that comes to my mind. But like, I like yeah. the first Mortal Kombat. I mean, it's not a great movie, but I love it a lot. The second yeah. one is just oh. it's, it's dreadful. Like, it's oh. so bad. But so it's, bad. It's, it's one of the movies where I can watch it and like enjoy it for how bad it is. Like, it's just like yeah. I just laugh at it, just how bad it is on there. But I'm excited for the new one. I mean, like the fatalities and everything look really cool. So. I'm definitely excited to watch that one. Yeah, it looks like it's definitely not going to hold back hard R rating, and it looks like it'll be dope. Plus, I love I love that HBO Max has the 4K. Like, yeah, that to get it right off the bat, like that's 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 dope. I still haven't watched Godzilla and Kong. I need to. It, it's uh, 
It's fine. This is like a summer flick. I mean, like, yeah, you know, but not like anything like, great. The, the the scenes with Godzilla and Kong are fun. Everything else is just like, it's, you want to see more Godzilla and Kong, you know? I got you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Nick asks, are you, were y'all Sega or Genesis, or excuse me, were you Sega or Nintendo guys growing up? I was actually a Sega guy. Yeah, so I was a Nintendo guy. Yeah, see, Bill had the Nintendo. Yeah. So, and me and him lived a house away from each other. So I had the Sega, he had the Nintendo. As soon as one of us got the new game, we were heading right over to the other one's house. And like the way we did back then is like we played all day outside, and then at nighttime we played video games. Of course, that's how it was, man. That's how it was. Now it's just so, kids who play video games all day, but yeah, but yeah, I was a Sega guy. And then when I got my job and all that, like when I was sixteen, um, I mean, I bought everything. I bought the GameCube and like N sixty four and. I had a bunch of them. Yeah, I didn't have the same. I've never been really like brand into, uh, loyalty. No, 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 no. I, I, I like even like now. I, I, I flip flop back and forth between like PlayStation, Xbox, just you know whoever has the better games. But back then, like I, I didn't have a Sega, but I was really into like uh, Joe Montana football. Like I just thought that yeah. game was just so awesome, man. I had the Dion game, the Dion, uh, the Sega Dion Genesis game. on the yeah, it's like a primetime '95, I think it was. And mm. He was the he was just when he signed with the Cowboys, and he had the Cowboy logo. And like, if you put on the turbo at the right time when you were going in between the hole, it was a touchdown every single time. <laughs> like just gone. So, nice. Yeah. See, yeah, I had definitely. all games like Shaq Fu and Michael Jordan's Windy City something. King, Griff- King Griffey Home Run Derby Super Nintendo only. That the the two great King Griffey games were really awesome. Yeah. Even NBA, like the, NBA, the Nintendo City 4 game was awesome. NBA Jam was such a classic. NFL okay, Blitz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. College. Do you remember College Slam? Like, I still played that because it was the NBA Jam, but like, the yeah, sequel, just basically, I guess yep. you would mm-hmm. say. College yeah. Slam, uh, NBA Showtime, like all of them, they were just like the mm. same. I love Showtime. Awesome. That was like at the tail end of like arcades being awesome. All right, Steven. Bam. What up, y'all? What up, man? What's going on, Brandon? We're reminiscing on movies and stuff like that because we didn't want to get into the good stuff without you. So. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was wrapping up with the Fightful guys. So, how was it packed? It was good. It was. I mean, it was all the 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 Rich Swan uh, Kenny Omega stuff is like, you know, I'm interested that Tony Khan basically said the only way Rich is getting on to Dynamite is if he wins the title. It's like, oh, that's about where they feel about him. Like that. I don't see them bringing anybody from Impact over to Dynamite. <laughs> honestly, I feel like this yeah. is the thing that. Kenny is doing for Don Callis to be like, hey, I'm trying to help you out, help your yeah. your your team out, but you're not going to get anything, you know, on the other side. Is basically what I'm saying. But then yeah. that, like Tony, literally goes on there and craps all over Impact every week too. Like it's the weirdest relationship. Like sure. they win all the matches, he craps all over them. They don't promote anything on AEW. And it's like, how is this a working relationship? Like, why do they want to keep doing this? So Kenny can hang out with the Good Brothers? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, Kenny and Rich, like, you, they had a little press conference at the end of the show and just, you know, one of okay. fighting at the end. But, you know, I, I'd be – Rich needs to show up on Dynamite this week, regardless of what they were saying storyline-wise. Like, he needs to show up and just beat the hell out of Kenny to give – to give any sort of doubt at all that he's going to win this title. Like, no one believes it. No one thinks it's going to happen. Like, 
you got to give us some sort of some sort of doubt that that Rich Swan's got a shot. All right, guys. So let's let's get into the fun stuff. Let's go ahead and talk about the releases today. Well, the fun and stuff. My, yeah. My question, yeah, the fun stuff as in the future for them, not you know, fun as in they got released. But okay. Okay. my question to y'all is, what do you think Samoa Joe has left, and is he a good fit for AEW? Hi, Brandon. Yeah, uh, I think they. I think AEW should sign Joe just because, not just because, but if he can wrestle, sign him. If he can't wrestle and he has to do commentary, sign him. Like he can be an asset to that company for some reason. I I don't know what it can be, but I feel like he can be an asset to it. Granted, the other people, I'm not really sure. I'm not here to talk about that, but I feel like he can be an asset to them in some way. Hopefully he can have the opportunity to be able to wrestle um, I don't know who he's going to wrestle against. I mean, obviously, you have those dream matches in your head. I saw him and, you know, that's just like a hoop dream. But I saw him and Punk having some interaction earlier. That would be really cool to see. Obviously, I don't think we're going to get it because I think Punk just – he keeps talking about it. I just think he's far and away from wrestling. But I feel like Samoa Joe can be an asset to AEW in some way, whether it be a wrestler, commentator, trainer, coach, someone in the backstage, something he can be an asset to them. So I feel like they should bring him in. Mickey James as well for the, the women. I don't know about everyone else, but I feel like those two could be an asset for sure. Yeah, I'm with you about Samoa Joe. I think he could still be an asset. And I think one thing that actually kind of helps him out a little bit is the fact that we've seen him on commentary a lot versus like getting jobbed out recently. Because yeah, because there's always like, you know, there's always that chance too when like WWE finds out that you're not re-signing or there's any mm-hmm. doubt about keeping you. That, you know, if we had seen Joe go out there and lose all these matches for the last six months, not as good of a look, you know, heading out into free agency. But I, I, I like to see him, you know, AEW is the obvious thing. You know, I still want to see what he what he brings to the table. Don't really want to see him in Impact again. Um, I'd, I'd love to see him in New Japan if he's, like, willing to, like, really go hard, you know, yeah. like, like like he was pre-WWE. I want to see him and Tomohiro Ishii so yeah. bad. Ishii <laughs> and Joe would be awesome. That yeah. is such a different style for a guy that might not have much left to go there. Like, ooh, yeah. that's rough. Well, and who knows, though? Like, I mean, I don't know how – I mean, it doesn't look good because of his injury history in recent years, but – you know, maybe he's better off than we realize. I know Sean Ross Sapp was talking about how, like, as of just, like, last week, like, Joe would have been wanting to wrestle, and they just had him on commentary, so. Yeah, I, I personally think he's going to wrestle wherever he goes, and I, if you're AEW, I think you got to do it. And, like you said, call Jay to kiss, get the rights to the song, bring him out, champ is here, and – I mean, in my opinion, you just run with him, like, in a main event type atmosphere. I don't want to see Joe come and just face, like, Mig Carters and work his way to the top. Like, challenge Kenny Omega right off the bat. Like, we don't know how long Joe's going to be here. So get all the the big matches out of the way as you can. Even – I don't know how good Joe and Jericho would be, but I don't think we've seen that – Correct, maybe in WWE, but I don't remember it. But if it was in even, WWE, it wasn't like a high profile type thing. Yeah. So I, I just think that there's definitely things out there for Joe that are interesting. And um 
I think AEW is a perfect. I was personally shocked they released him. Like I couldn't believe they released him. Yeah, I mean, were you surprised mainly because you figure that he'll he'll be big wherever he goes afterwards? Or yeah, like, he's just like, a big name. I, I just yeah. don't think he's washed like they think he is. Like that's to me is a, a shocking shocking deal there. What an underwhelming run! Like he had all that momentum pretty much going into the. Did we lose Brandon? Yeah, it looks like we lost Brandon. Let me see what I can do. Um, but I would I was just gonna say that they, you know, he had that that Brock Lesnar run or that match against Brock, and then oh, there we go. Sorry, no. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I I was just saying that they like. I feel like like Joe was in a good spot heading into the Brock Lesnar match, and then when he lost that title match, I feel like a lot of people just kind of gave up on thinking that Joe was going to get that big opportunity with WWE. Great balls sure. fire. Yeah, I was very excited for that shit, man. Even the, uh, I think, I don't know if it was like the month later, that SummerSlam match, that four-way that they did. I thought he was yeah. really interesting that's, as well. And right. the was fantastic. I mean, he made himself look like he was Brock's peer. Like, Brock did not look like he was, like, way superior over Joe. Joe was like, all about like tracking Brock down and getting in his face and like completely unafraid of him. And uh, that's the type of Joe that we need. And I think that as I, I mean, I'm all for a Joe Kenny Omega match. I'm all for Joe and a lot of people, even like Joe, Brian cage, I think would be dope. Like, I think there's a lot of great matches out there for Joe and AEW. So I'm all for him signing there. I mean, imagine if AEW could pull off Andrade and Joe, like that's, that's two huge signings that you could really gain some momentum with. And I mean, like we saw the ratings today, like that's, that's a big number. They're, they're, that's they're a surprisingly well. big number. Yeah. I mean, when they were like 700,000 straight and then to pull like 1.2, look at Steven and all like, I knew it. I knew it. Like, I'm telling you. Like, I mean, that's nearly double the viewers that they had yeah. last, last week. Well, I don't know if they're going to have 1.2, but like I, I was saying when NXT, I mean, it was the obvious thing to say, right? NXT goes away. You're going to get at least some chunk of that fan base that was watching NXT. I was thinking 900, 950, maybe. I was thinking just the way that they've been trending the past couple of weeks. I was like, just please do at least 850, just so I don't have to hear these people <laughs> on the internet. Yeah, like, like, oh, God. Like, even though you knew like the like the, the demo. You knew that that rating was going to be up just because it's kind of always up for them. I just like the total viewers is like, oh, at least at least let them be 850. And then when I saw that number, I'm like, what? Like how? Like, I know people are trying to say that it was the, the Austin interview, which I just don't see that happening. No, but like yeah. anybody who watched that, they already knew about AEW. Like they don't. Oh, for sure. So yeah, I'm, I'm, for sure. I'm very, I'm very curious on next week for sure. But obviously if they can keep this momentum and build towards, uh, blood and guts like there's no telling what they can do with that show and, and then like like i said they start signing some decent free agents on top of that like then it's like whoa and then all of a sudden crowds return and i mean then you're really you're really having some serious momentum and what's crazy is that doesn't even count dvr right so if 1.2 million were watching live imagine what dvr is i mean you're probably talking about like 1.7 million people are watching dynamite Almost two million people are watching Dynamite. Like, that's substantial. And like this guy like, says, they did that. They did that without Moxley, which is pretty big, honestly. 
like no one of their Moxley. big gets. They did no Moxley on there, which is pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, Moxley was too busy being the coolest wrestler on the entire planet, showing up and confronting Nick Gage this past weekend. So, uh, your indie, your indie stuff. <laughs> I loved it. That was the moment of the weekend for me. Was when he I saw, went head I to head saw with Nick Twitter. Wasn't that like at like three a.m. too? Like, wasn't yeah. it like super late? Uh, it might have been. Uh, it was spring. It was the spring break show. I can't remember what time it. That's all a blur because there was a show after that too, the Lucid Dream show, which I have a story for the two of y'all that I can't talk about on here about something that happened at that show that I think Sweet. you'll you'll find to be pretty funny. Um, but yeah. Sweet. Um, what uh, what what about the other releases? I, I personally think Chelsea Green is a good fit for AEW. I think that she was an all in, so I think that that definitely helps out too. Um. I don't know about the Iconics, but I do know that Sean Spears is married yes. to one. I so. don't, like, I, I'm not a fan of them. I'm not a fan I'm of not them, either. but I know people I'm like not. them, and they seemed like a perfect fit for WWE. Like, why would you, yep. like, as far especially a tag team, you have the tag team titles. You have a it tag team right there. It was almost like their new Bellas. Like, it was kind of like their new Bellas. Yeah, and I, feel, I feel bad for them. Like, I can say that. Again, I'm not a big fan of them, but I feel bad for them because I felt like they were a perfect fit for them. Yeah, they were care. I mean, they're characters, and that's the thing. Like you would think of all these companies that WWE would be the best fit for them, because AEW. I mean, they have. There's a lot you can say about the women's division in AEW, but um, like I don't know how much they would really fit in there because you've got to be able to go in the ring. But Peyton Royce is okay. Billy Kay is not good in the ring, so it's like maybe if Billy Kay was Peyton Royce's manager, I'd like that better than a tag team. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, but to be fair, Tay Conti wasn't that good either, and fact, she's true. looked amazing. That's a very good. So point. maybe with the right training and the right push, that they might be better. Well, I will Deanna, say though, I was say Deanna Prazer did nothing with WWE, and she's killing it at Impact. So yeah, so maybe it's that. I don't know, but um, I do know that AEW's women division could use some help. They're getting better for sure. Uh, but yeah. I think that, you know, Chelsea Green could definitely help that situation. I can see her an impact, too. I mean, obviously, Cardona being there and stuff. Yep. Yep. I think we're so easy to, like, peg people where they're married, right? Like, Mickey James to NWA and, like, you know, like, Chelsea Green to Impact and uh, Peyton Royce to uh, AEW and all that. But, um It'll be interesting. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's anybody like a else sure that thing. stuck out. Anybody else that stuck out to y'all on the releases? Kalisto. Uh, yeah, you know, I would love to see him in some specific matches. Um, I know that uh, Andrade. No, not Andrade. Is it Rush? Somebody's yeah. starting a promotion in 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 Mexico, and like he can just get a couple guys. So if he can get like a Kalisto down there, add it to. You know, whomever else he gets on there. I mean, I feel like that would be a good good get for him. Again, I will ha- I have some matches in mind that I would love to see him with. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's definitely interesting just to see where all these people are going to end up at. You know, you, you kind of feel bad they got released, they got rid of jobs or whatever on there, but you're also excited just to see where they're going to go in the future. Yeah, and just for what it's worth, a lot of people. I mean, I know y'all know this, but people in the chat might not. WWE continues to pay them for ninety days too. It isn't like a ninety day where it's a non compete and they like can't work anywhere for they. Well, they can't work anywhere for ninety days, but they are getting paid for ninety days. Do so. do they have the opportunity <laughs> to decline that? 
Like if they I don't, don't want to get paid and they just want to get rid of like be released now, can they have didn't they decline that? That's a great question because I saw that coming up a lot in the in the Twitch chat tonight, and I don't know the answer to that, but yeah. you know, because like we saw it with like Blake Griffin in the NBA like buying himself out of his contract and stuff. I figured like there might be something where you can do stuff like that, but I really don't know. Yeah. But uh Yeah, I, I, I doubt they let them do that. That's what made the Andrade thing so crazy that he got to get out of it. But that that's all Charlotte, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, and that whole thing, at the end of the day, it is designed specifically to keep them off of another mainstream television show for 90 days. So, yeah. Um, but uh, but who, oh, you, you mentioned uh, Kalisto. So, I mean, I think the big one, I know I would want to see him in uh, Phoenix. I think that'd be incredible. Yeah. Speaking of incredible, that match – the open dynamite was amazing. And and I think that definitely helped their rating. I like the, the slight format change. Cause normally like when the show starts, they go right into the match, but this time they had two different promos to start the match, start the show out. And I really enjoyed that. And then, I mean, like it's been a long time since we've seen the first match have a commercial break in there. So I, I like the format change. Like they don't have to worry. Not I'm not saying they were worrying about NXT before, but I'm pretty sure that they designed that show to make sure they keep viewers and everything. But now that they don't have to to worry about another opposition, they can kind of change the format of the show up. And I I, I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. yeah, I and I mean that was a what a damn good opening match too. I mean that was oh. like. Definitely. I loved it, and I love I love the finish too. The fact that like they went dirty, they took off his mask, and completely. then they gave him a super kick like completely, and it just it worked for them as heels, and it didn't make like Phoenix and Pac didn't lose any respect by losing that way. Like it it, it was it was great. I thought the whole match was great. Hub got a lot of attention today with their uh, their shoes. Like the sneaker culture, like really caught on to them wearing those Dior. I Jordan heard those things like seven seven thousand dollars or something. Yeah, so I went on. I went about. on because I was just curious. I went on Stock X earlier today, and like the cheapest you can get. I mean, obviously it depends on the size that you're getting, but the cheapest you can get is eight grand. Yeah, Damn. So, yeah. I so honestly, know. I would if I were them, I would keep that up. Just like every time they have like a big match like that, just break out some some really awesome shoes on that. And that way they can get like another sector of like entertainment or pop culture, being able to kind right. of you know gear in on them. So yeah. I, it I also really it takes them. It also kind of takes them out of that humble, good Christian boy thing too, to right. where they're like, they're now the cocky heels that are like spending eight grand on shoes. You know what I right. mean? So that helps their character too. The harder money you're spending on their t-shirts they're using on. Yeah. On they're $10,000 shoes. Um, and I see a lot of people in the chat right now. A lot of I know a lot of people have a lot of opinions on like these WWE releases and stuff. Um, as always, you know, we do the super chats. If you ever want to make sure we like deep dive on anything you're talking about, we pull the question right up on the screen for everybody to see. All the audio for this goes on my Fight Talk podcast feed tomorrow, the next day after the shows. So everyone's still going to hear your questions and stuff, uh, audio form too. So uh, just remember, send those, help support the show, and also thumbs ups. That helps us a ton, the the likes on the videos. So I just wanted to throw that out there, too, because we've been getting a lot of viewers, just not a whole lot of people hitting that like button, and that really helps us out. So please do that, and uh, just didn't want to forget to mention that today. I just got a small shiver from Libra Vision Network says, Iconics go to ROH and feud with the allure. 
Ugh, that's <laughs> that doesn't sound good at all. I don't know about that one. Ooh. Yeah, that, that doesn't sound enticing at all. It sounds perfect for both of them, but no, no way. No, thank you. Mm-mm. Yeah, Mm-mm. that's a pass for me as well. <laughs> yeah. Any any predictions of anybody else that could get released? Man, you wish. No, you don't wish. You don't wish these people can lose their jobs. But somebody like Aleister Black, somebody yes, like Buddy sure. Murphy, like you would want those guys. Yes, for sure. Like, like have a chance to do honestly, and this one, this one's out of left field, but something's going on there. Keith Lee, because his his uh, merchandise is on clearance right now, all of it, and they've been holding out something. He's been kind of posting cryptic messages. Like I don't know what's going on, but if I saw that one, that one would really get the radar going. He was on the. Uh, if I saw it on my timeline correctly, I think he did one of the watch-alongs for Mania. So that got me kind of curious. Like, if something were going on with them, why would they bring him on for the watch-along? But but definitely, yeah, it, it's interesting that we haven't seen anything with Keith Lee recently. I have no clue what's going on with him. If it was Check something it. like medical or something like that, I would I would love to know just so we can be like, okay, he's going to be out because of this. That makes, that makes sense, but... They're super, super cryptic and quiet about it. So I'm definitely interested to see what's up with that. Yeah. And with him too, like, because like, like, remember like the Brody <laughs> Lee situation and stuff, like, you know, like, I, I don't, I don't even want to like, yeah, I feel you, you know, it's so like, I feel you. Cause that, cause that was so personal. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to even speculate anything like that with Keith Lee. I just, if it's the only wants to keep to himself, I'm cool with it. But I also wouldn't be surprised if it was just something weird where like, you're just trying to get out of the company too. You know, like I, I don't know. Um, people well, I, I think it's gotta be frustrating too, because they kind of sent him to oh, right. uh, relearn how to wrestle as a big man and all that stuff. And maybe it got to a boiling point where he's just like, I don't want to do this. And then, okay, well, what are we going to do with him? You know what I mean? So I, I don't know, but yeah, like of, of course, Ricochet would be fantastic. Chad Gable, Mustafa. Does Ricochet want to leave though? Like, yeah, Ricochet to me looks like he is so happy being a mediocre nothing, and it's disappointing. But I also understand. I mean, that dude hustled like New Japan and Lucha Underground and Evolve and PWG and everything else. So, um, yeah, it's it's tough. All right, we got. Uh, Super chat from Chris Warden. He always comes through. I really appreciate it, Chris. Uh, off topic, but do you think the organizers will hold back the Askren Paul main event so it doesn't go head to head against Whitaker and Gaslam? Well, I don't know if they even care. Yeah, honestly. I don't think so. Either. I don't. I don't think the. I won't say like the the audiences intersect, but I just. I, I don't. I don't think. I honestly don't think they care about that. I actually think they put out earlier today when they expect that main event to go on because you're going to have a lot of people from the UK watching. It's like four or five o'clock in the morning. They're like, Hey, just I so saw, you know, like if you're going to watch this, this is what time it's going to be. So I don't think they care uh, too much about that. I saw that they were going to, um, if you had signed up for, uh, if you've ordered it through like the internet or whatever, you get notifications on when the fights are first going live. Like what the hell is that? Like, why can't you just give me a time and that's what it's going to be? Like, I I don't know. They're a weird company, man. And, like, 
but they have like some really legit fighters on there. Like, and then they have like just all celebrity boxing stuff. Triller, so man. I, I just, I don't, it's weird. It's I want to, I want to like a documentary on Triller. Like, who are these people? Where are they getting this money from? Like, well, that, what is their why the plan? hell? Why the hell is Chuck Liddell in their commercial? Yeah. Oh, the speculation is him and De La Hoya. I heard that, but also I've heard De La Hoya is fighting either Eddie Alvarez or Tyron That's Woodley. Better. I heard Ed, uh, Alvarez. He would kill Tyron Woodley. Oh, absolutely. But here's the thing. It's an exhibition fight. Like, all these guys are coming out to literally just rob you of your money. It's a yeah. sparring match. Like, that's all it is. Like, if these were real fights, okay, that's one thing. But these are exhibition fights where, like, a guy doesn't even win the fight if it goes to the decision. Oh, no, I know. It's, yeah. It, it's weird. Like, I yeah. can't believe this has this much buzz. I can understand from a celebrity standpoint, right? If a celebrity is going to fight another celebrity and they, they're not as skilled. Like uh, I watched the um, Logan Paul and uh, KSI, KSI or whatever. And like they both weren't that skilled. So it was actually kind of entertaining because it wasn't <laughs> like a dominating one-sided fight or anything. And they dang near sold out the Staples Center. So it had a lot of energy and it was exciting. So that wasn't that bad, but man, like, dude, Tito not Chuck out. Like, what is Chuck doing? Like, this is this is getting sad. Uh, it's been sad for a while. It's been sad, but I mean, now it's like, <laughs> damn. Like, he he's so stiff now, and he's not loose. He can barely throw punches. He his reaction time is garbage. Like, why is he there? Money. And you know what's messed up is if it is Delahoya. Like, that's nothing but to, a shot at Dana. Like, I'm going to take your boy, and I'm going to destroy him, like, right in front of you. I already had Tito destroy him on my MMA promotion, and now I'm going to destroy him in boxing. Like, it's just messy. I yeah. don't like it. Yeah. So that's all a big money grab. And for Chris, thank you for the super chat. I don't think that they, like the like Brandon and uh, Doug have both said, I don't think they care at all about uh, Whitaker and Gaslam being head to head, but I will say it was interesting to see that Impact Wrestling moved Rebellion from Saturday to Sunday to avoid UFC 261. Did they? They did. Yeah. Yeah. That is smart because no, smart, yeah. I saw that and I was like, they're going to get crushed. Yep. So that's I was happy because I got to do the post show for Fightful for Rebellion. So I was like, am I going to be doing this post show with like the title fights on my screen, like pretending like I'm like watching wrestling. Like I, uh, I, I'm super pumped for the UFC show. So yeah, I think, oh, I think I'm, Impact sure. made a really good choice to move to Sunday. For sure. Um, so yeah, let's try to keep this on track and not get too scattered all over the place. So we talked about the releases. Um, if, if anything else on that subject, like I said, we've talked about who we kind of want like I said, Chad Gable, I think, would be a, a one that makes a lot of sense that nobody – they're not using him at all. I don't see any way that they need him. Um, and I think he could be very beneficial. And what excites me somewhat about these releases too is, like, there are companies that can benefit from this besides AEW, right? Like, Impact can get a lot of these guys, and, a, and ROH can get some of these guys, and, like, it, it just is going to help all the rosters. And then when AEW finally decides to release like 30 wrestlers, then they can really start to spread out and it will look, it will look really nice. Um, and a couple of guys, honestly, like, I don't know if you watched Chris Van Fleet's interview with uh, big Kaz, but it was pretty, 
it's pretty real. I mean, he really put it all out there that he had a real addiction and he's been fighting. So I think he'd be really good for impact. And, uh, and you know, Davey Richards is coming back. I'm just saying, I don't yeah. have huge expectations, but Davey Richards is coming back. Uh, so I think that would be another one to, to add to the mix, probably for impact. Um, so it, the the landscape of wrestling could change quite a bit within like the next six months or so. So yeah, it's very it's an exciting time. So yeah, really yeah, for sure. Um, and then the eighties big... will start taking off again, and and then people will start getting buzz, and then uh, it's just it 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 seems like we're getting close to back to normal when it comes to professional wrestling. So speaking of very big guys, I don't know if y'all saw Julius. Did y'all know Julius Smokes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Ultra Squad. Well, I mean, I, I figured. I just kind of throw it out there just in case. <laughs> he, he uh, Big Cass, like, showed up over the collective weekend in a show that Julius Smokes was calling, and Julius Smokes for sure thought Big Cass was Test. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> test is dead. Oh, man. Fine. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, all right, shit, Andrew Martin. <laughs> yeah, right. But it was. Remember like, he showed up in CNA for, like, three mm-hmm. weeks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was that been, match he was in? Was, was, they uh, put him in some goofy gimmick match too, some cage like, match or something. It something, was. It was some, some like multi. Was it that orange? Thing. Was it the orange circle cage thing? No, no. I did? think it was like something with barbed wire or something. It was on. They did it on. God, I have to look that up. Was it like a hard yeah. justice? I think it was yeah. a hard justice that became hardcore justice. Yeah, yeah. it was like Rikishi yeah. Fatu. He was there for like three weeks and then bounced. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, oh yeah, they make stuff. sure they get them and then they die afterwards. Like I don't know what goes on oh, there, but it's, it's just kind of the way it goes. Um, o O one ZM uh, that yeah, thank you for that. I saw that today too. Impacts got Marwan all out for the Omega Swan match. Yeah. So I saw that. Cool. Can you imagine though? He is literally going to be like yelling in the mic with nobody there. That's like, that's, what I, that's what I that's what I told, I told <laughs> like, Chase that. Chase, I was Mama like, Mia! I was like, I'm kind of excited for it, but nobody's gonna be there. Like, how was that gonna I mean, like, work literally, out? You might even hear an echo, like Mama Mia, Mama Mia, Mama Mia. Like, I don't know. Like, that's really gonna. That's yeah, hardcore. There we go. Hard justice. Hard justice. Of, uh, that's what it was. Yeah. Was that the same where Kurt won all the titles? Uh, yep. Yeah, isn't that where Pac-Man, Pac-Man won the tag team title too? Pac-Man won. No, Pac-Man won the tag team titles on No Surrender. I want to say the next pay per view. Maybe, but because that's, that's when, that's when Kurt, Hard Kurt, had, Kurt had that match with uh, with Black Machine yeah. on the same show because he defended all the titles on that show. That's yeah, right. yeah, but didn't but didn't Pac-Man? Uh, he debuted before that, though, right? I, I feel like wrong. he debuted. Yeah, I think he debuted on Hard Justice on Impact. That's what I'm saying. saying. I think he, he had debuted. that promo. He had that promo that, with that uh, pay per view was an absolute train wreck, and me and Bill actually defended it because it had some good <laughs> matches. Right? It had good matches, but like the plot was. Uh, there was one good match with Kaz and God somebody. Every, like, everything else. The was X crashed. Division. There was like the X Division. Right. I think Joe and Angle's match was actually pretty good, I, I, if I remember. I don't remember. That might have been also where Angle debuted his new rap uh, theme with John Cena's cousin or whatever. Yeah. And Karen Angle was in the crowd. Like, yeah, I remember that. Um, but, yeah. 
Good speaking, of, speaking of Angle, we were talking about Chad Gable. I would love to see Angle be like a Chad Gable mentor in AEW or something like that. I think yeah. that would be a really cool story. That would be cool. I don't know. I think they're going to put Angle with uh, – who's the kid that was in the crowd? I saw. I didn't watch it, but I saw him in a uh, picture. In, uh, Are you talking about Gable Stevenson? Yeah, Stevenson, yeah. Yeah, that like would be they good, might too. Go that route, they're going to gonna, gonna roll off the red carpet for that kid. And they should. It kind of also seems like Paul Heyman might get him. I like I like the interest. I in also him. I feel like I feel like Heyman too is like he he's one of those guys that when he sees a big up and comer he wants to be involved with him. He wants remember he did that with uh, Will Osprey like a couple. That's years what ago. I'm saying. He tried to he tried to get him to sign that evolve contract. It was like, so awkward. And so he's awkward. like, I'm not doing that. Thanks. That was so awkward. <laughs> he had no idea how loyal Osprey was going to be to New Japan. Like, good God, that guy's going to die in there. I mean, in the promo, he told him to stay. Like, he told him to stay with New Japan if he could, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. So, let's go over WrestleMania. Do you have that card pulled up by any chance, Steven? I can get it pulled up. Um, or do you have it memorized? Have you, how many times have you talked about it so far? How many times have you enough, watched it? Enough. Enough. How many times have I watched it? Um, I watched night one once and night two once. Um, yep. I mean, I hey, I, I I'll just just claim this by saying I thought night one was actually really good, and night two was like about like half of it was pretty good, but um, it wasn't like that's I what, sat there. That's and what the, like the majority of people have been saying. Night one was and really I, good, and night two was it, like ugh. exactly. And, and I thought Raw was just total trash, though. So it was like any I momentum that they, at all. any momentum that they had built for me coming back as a fan, I like okay, I, I'm good till backlash. I couldn't watch the stadium show like that and then go back to the Terror Dome. I just or the Thunderdome. Like I just couldn't do it. Like I was just done with it. Like I'm not. I, I'm done with this Twilight World that they want to live in. Like it was. It was just such a different environment. Um, so night one. First of all, the rain delay. Like that really yeah. played with your heart because you're like so <laughs> ready for Mania, and then they're like, yeah, they might cancel it, and then like. They bring Vince out with all the wrestlers, which I'm sure Jim Cornette absolutely loved, right? And then, um, you know, he does the whole welcome to WrestleMania, and you're just feeling it, man. Like, wow, we finally have made it back. And then they're like, sorry, guys, we got to delay the show again. You're like, God dang, are you serious? So then you had to wait like another 20 minutes while they were actually cutting promos backstage. But they were like non-scripted, legit promos, and they were better than what they normally do any day of the week. And it's just like, man, just go back to that. Um, and then they did the Drew uh, Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley match. And I felt like it was kind of weird. I almost felt like the crowd didn't know how to be a crowd, right? Like they'd been gone for so long that it was just kind of it was kind of flat. Like they were they cheered them on, but it wasn't the same type of energy. And um, I'm sure Brandon will be back, but they yeah. cheered him on. It wasn't the same type of energy. And it was like, uh, it just was kind of flat. Like the crowd was not like the first match, like really live. I'm sure a lot of them too hadn't even got to their seats again yet. Cause they had to leave their seats and go back and forth. A lot of them were probably exhausted. So that definitely affected things, but I was really happy with the finish. I thought Bobby Lashley looked like a million bucks. And uh, I was glad that he won. It's still a real big head scratcher that the Hurt Business 
is not uh, the Hurt Business. Uh, it broke up for whatever reason, and yet Bobby Lashley is going to stay the champ. Like I don't understand that at all. Yeah, it looks like um, they're going to build a, a new Hurt Business around him. They started playing the seats for that on Monday. So, uh, who, who who's the contenders for that? Um, so the people that it looks like it could be based on the attack at the end of the show. Um, I mean, I was going to say take some guesses um, based on kind of the history of who we've seen in the Hurt Business, but um, I'll just go ahead and say it. It's Mason T-Bar, it looks like. Oh, like Retribution? Yeah, they're still wearing the like the, the same stuff. Like they came out looking like they were in Retribution still and like they, lo- and they helped Bobby Lashley out. So wow. now if it's a storyline where MVP like gets them out of this days or whatever they've been in. And like we get die Jack who obviously can go. And we knew that before, but like, I I don't know much about Mace as a wrestler. I remember he was uh, a commentator for a very short time. And then Brock Lesnar just murked him. Um, but, and then one other, one other thing that I want to bring up is you were talking about the promos before the first match of WrestleMania and I thought it was really interesting to watch how great the wrestlers did cutting promos yep. that were unscripted, yep. but how lost the interviewers were because they're so used to having everything put right here and exactly what to say, exactly what kind of questions, where to be looking, when to move the microphone and all this stuff. So they were stumbling all over the place, but then the wrestlers were showing like, Oh yeah, we can still go out here and ad lib and, and, and cut promos. So I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. Brandon back at it. Um, I, was, I didn't want to talk about WrestleMania. That's why I, I that's it. My <laughs> we'll, come get, we'll come get you when we're done. Um, uh, yeah. And then that's something that I didn't even think about, like how maybe the reason that they format these promos is to help out the people doing the interviews. The actual interviewers. And yeah. To me, that is such a terrible, stupid reason. Like that they should be the least of the focus. Go get yourself a mean gene that can that knows what he's doing and knows how to guide these things. Um, so yeah, that's that something. Ridiculous. That's something you don't get in those promos in those interviews anymore either. Is like back in the day when Mean Gene would interview somebody, it was like very. It seemed very authentic, and he would react based oh, on yeah. what the wrestlers were giving him. Now, when you watch WWE, it's like literally just some cookie cutter WWE product with a microphone just. Literally, well, like me robot Gene, saying, you know, like if if like a guy was like, you know, I'm gonna rip his heart out. Mean Gene would be like, oh, would you stop it? That's disgusting. Yeah. You are yeah. a sick individual, sir. If you look at the all camera, sudden, shaking his head, yeah, right. And then and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, like this guy is totally disturbed. Like the reporter is absolutely disgusted by him. So it helped the character. You know what I mean? Um, and, and and that helped, but like now they're so just dead and lifeless. They're just like, oh, okay, you're gonna be mean. Okay, thank you. Bye. And like that doesn't do anything for anybody. So, but yeah, I thought the match was uh, pretty good. And like I said, I like the fact that Bobby Lashley won. Um, it it was kind of out of a. Uh, it, it wasn't expected, but I wasn't totally shocked by it because he had been getting some momentum and it did make sense for him to keep the title, but uh, you know how they do things. So it was, it was cool though. Should have won. He should have won the title at WrestleMania. Yes. If he was going to yes, win that for match. Sure. 
For sure. The Miz but at least now he looks nothing. more like a legit champion than just beating the Miz for the belt. Like he beat the former champion. So it definitely makes it. But they're going to do a rematch, right? At Backlash from what I saw. From what I saw. So uh, I don't know how good I feel about him winning again. Yeah. I mean, it just in hindsight, though, the Miz thing just was completely unnecessary, though. Like completely. Because if, if, because it seemed like the whole reason he beat the Miz was because they didn't want Lashley to beat Drew, and then Lashley beat Drew anyways at WrestleMania. So like the Miz thing just didn't need to happen at all. So yeah. I just, I, that's why I hate the Money in the Bank right now. It's just they don't really know what to do with it, so they have to do stupid stuff like that. Yeah, initially sure. it was it was Otis right who had that briefcase and somehow lost it to the Miz. And now I've heard that Otis is actually tag teaming with Chad Gable on SmackDown. I found that out today. So, well, maybe they aren't using Chad Gable. Then, damn. Um, well, I mean, I don't know how well they're using him. I don't know. They, they released they released his other partner. Um, yeah. So that match, like I said, we went through it. Um, first match of the night it was a good match. Nothing really great, but good match. Lashley looks strong. Like I said, I like the finish. I like how he just basically overpowered him to unconsciousness and won. So Same good here. for him. I love um, seeing it. I love seeing Lashley retain like, as a well, fan. The next, the next match was the Diva Tag Team Battle Royal, right? Uh, it was the, uh, yeah, the Tag Team Turmoil match. It was total Yeah, ass. garbage. Yeah. yeah, it was so bad. You see Lana miss that kick by like a country mile. It's, all, it's the whole, yeah, it's the whole thing. Dude. I this mean, so like, not even close. Like, just, and luckily the camera kind of broke away from it right at the end of it. But, like, we're not even in the ballpark of, of landing that thing. Yeah. And that they're just all bad, terrible. Everybody was upset that the Riot Squad didn't win. I could give a damn. I don't care <laughs> about any of them. Like, yeah. the Riot Squad. The tag team or, division is terrible. Yeah. So bad. Both, yeah. So, yeah, I'm about to so say, bad. what do you what do you do when you have a shitty tag team division, Brandon? When you have we have shitty tag women's tag team division in WWE, what do you do next? I I, I think they got pressured into making those belts. There was no reason yeah. for them to make those belts. Like, I was about to, but 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 I think you follow it up with another shitty set of tag team titles for NXT for the women. I don't know yeah. why the why they did that. But when yeah. when has WWE focused on tag team division? Like the last time they did that was the Hardys and Dudleys and. And Edge and Christian, like literally, like the last time they focused on tag team division. Ever since then, they just kind of put stuff together. So, for them to make the women's tag team championships, Whoa. and you have Hold multiples. On. Hold on, hold on, Brent. The SmackDown tag team championships were dope. Like that was when yeah. they did the tournament, and Edge and Rey Mysterio won at No Mercy. The same thing. You had, still like, had like what three teams though, right? No, for sure. But like was they two, really was put like a years focus. Ago. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's after TLC, okay? Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I'll give them that, but that's still, like, you had, like, three teams total. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, and then yeah. they were all singles that were, right. like, put together. They weren't, like, legit tag right. teams. The uh, Angle Benoit versus Edge Mysterio match in No Mercy is yes. still one of my favorites of all time. Right. And, like... Remember watching the the bonus and then like Edge is like ready to puke in the back because he's mm-hmm. sick and he had that match while he was sick. I remember watching that, but yeah, no, that match is amazing. They had that whole run in O two like with SmackDown is just incredible. They had yeah. some of the craziest matches yeah, on just regular sure. TV. All right, what was next? Um, 
And yeah, so yeah, Natalia and Tamina wound up winning that match. I'll just throw this out there too. Tamina, there was like everyone online seemed to be like really behind Tamina during this. I'm like, she's been around forever. She does like three moves and she doesn't do that very well. Like her splash, so, this, her splash this is isn't something, good. This is something that's getting on my nerves with wrestling, right? Is it like this sympathy card that like you deserve it? You deserve it because you've just been around for so long and like you've put in your time and now it's your time to shut. No, if you've been around that long and didn't get your spot, you probably aren't good enough. That's just the end of the day. Like, and, and, and like her and Natty getting their, their mania moment. Like, I don't care. I don't care. And Shayna and, and Naya, like, I just don't care. And it, yeah. like this, this is a meritocracy and you need to be able to earn your spot for sure. For sure. So we don't have to talk about that anymore. The next match was, thank and, God. And we'll, we'll get, we'll get to the, the super, <laughs> we'll get to the super chat in a second, John. Uh, Cause this actually has to do with this match. Um, Cesaro and Seth Rollins. I thought this match was pretty dope. UFO. That's all I wanted to say. I heard he did that. I heard he did the UFO. Did a good one. He he did it. Put his arms out and everything, and just went around in circles. And Seth did like this corkscrew frog splash that was really dope. It was awesome. A three sixty barrel roll frog splash. Yeah, it was dope. Especially when they did it in slow mo and they showed it. Like awesome. That that should be his finish. That that the curb stomp. He should use both of his finishers. I think. I think that looked awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, But yeah. Let's let's get to the super chat here, John. I really appreciate it. Always a supporter. Um, watching Night One or Mania reminded me of how good Rollins was. It's too bad he's an idiot on Twitter. Glad they got Cesaro that spot. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't. Can you explain to me uh, Seth Rollins' character? Is it just a tr- Twitter troll? Is that what he is? That's like full of drip. Like I don't. I don't. I don't get it. Brandon, do you watch SmackDown? I don't watch SmackDown, so I no, no. I just I've seen. I see him in these crazy suits. Yeah, right. He's, he and I see he's got him drip, just like and it's like the trolling. opposite of drip. And it's, <laughs> right. <laughs> right, and he's like trolling. He just goes on there and trolls, and I I don't I don't get it. I mean, how do you go from the whole Shield thing to being like the guy winning the title, beating Brock Lesnar, the whole nine, then to like the wrestling messiah or whatever to now this drip god that i don't i don't it's just annoying yeah it's annoying as long as he continues to be good in the ring though like i'm okay because i'm only watching the pay-per-view so like if he's out there having good matches i'm okay with it because i don't really care what the character is because i only got to deal with that character for about a three minute promo package before the match starts so yeah um after that we had aj and hold on hold on hold on cesaro won so oh, that's sorry. huge. Okay. Yes, and sure. I it really looks like he's going to get pushed. Like I feel like that that's kind of the direction they're going. Believe it when you see it. I think him and Roman next. I think I, I think it's possible. But he'll lose. He'll lose. But it'll no, be a really fine. good match. That's fine. But that will be. I mean, that would be cool to see a, a, a match. And for also him for like the, the Heyman cool Heyman aspect of it, like how yeah. Heyman's like, I did everything I could to get you over or to get you to where Roman is, and you just were never good enough. And then he can kind of be like, I've always been good enough, Paul, or you know, something that to that extent. I think God, they can tell a good story. I barely remember that. But what He's I hate, what I hated, yeah, what I hated was Cesaro and Paul. What I hated with Cesaro and Paul is they made Cesaro too serious. Like he still has to be kind of like that fun-loving guy, but a badass. 
Like, I think that that's what makes him work. And just to be like this mean, tough guy, like that's not Cesaro. He's, he's like a guy that's unbelievably like an athlete, but he's also like, likes to have fun out there. You know what I mean? And so I think him and Roman could have a nice little dynamic there where, where it would work. Because honestly, if you're looking at SmackDown, I think Edge and Daniel Bryan are going to end up feuding, honestly. But I, I think I think that Cesaro is like right there for Roman. I really do. I think it's possible. And yeah. keep in mind, too, Daniel Bryan's part of the booking, and he's big on Cesaro, and he just re-signed. So I think that, that there's a possibility there. Yeah, I agree. Um, do you want to move on okay. to the tag team match? Next. Yeah. Um, we got AJ Styles and Omos over the new day. And my listen, big takeaway from this uh, before you get before you get into no, 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 why? He's better than Kali. Okay, he's better than Kali. Uh, barely, if that. Be- Brandon, you be the tiebreaker here. What do you think? I didn't. So you're you're talking to the wrong guy because I didn't watch WrestleMania. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm only here to speak about one specific match. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, like, if it's like the the if if it's like what we've seen with other big guys when it comes to WWE, especially guys at Vince like, I would probably think he's probably not that good. Uh, right. But again, I haven't seen him, so I can't judge him as of yet. And I don't think he's, like, shown anything spectacular. I just think he's good enough with the size that he has and the presence he has about him that, like, I think he'd be worth pushing. You know, because... You, you mean, think he can have a great... quality matter? Right. Well, I feel like the, today you have you, to have something you, when it comes to that. You don't think him versus AJ Styles would be good? Not I think really. AJ, I think AJ Styles would go out there and make it look like a million bucks. Yeah, but then what happens when AJ retires or leaves or goes on to face somebody else, and we have to see like almost versus Otis? I'm hearing, I'm hearing he's a fast learner. I'm hearing is he better that. than Bad Luck Folly? He's better than Bad Luck Folly, in my opinion. Really? Ooh, I. I mean, I'm not saying Bad Luck Folly is great, but no, nah, Bad Luck Folly is probably bad. I mean, I've seen, there's a lot more to pay. You can we've seen a lot more Bad Luck Folly. So there. Do you just like him because he is an attraction? Yes. He just looks like. You you automatically have to tell a different story when you're I, in the room I, with that guy. I think that the WWE, given the way that they book things and do business and the stories that they tell, and by the way, I'm not a fan of the company, so I'm just saying from the outside looking in, they've had opportunities with guys like Braun Strowman that they've squandered with with all these guys that do, do did have athleticism and a lot of size, but. Omos, what I like about him is we haven't seen him anywhere else outside of Raw Underground, which they're pretending just never happened. So, like, he's a completely unknown, not from anywhere else, didn't do the indies. Like, he's a, just a brand new guy that WWE can market as, like, this unbeatable guy that you've never seen before. If he can wrestle mm-hmm. at all. And I think he can wrestle okay enough to pull that off. And then whoever beats him gets a big rub out of beating him eventually. But This is my thing. I don't want to order a pay-per-view, or not order, but watch the pay-per-view. And in the main event, he's the champ or something. And I've got to sit through this guy having a match when he's terrible. Like, I want to be able to look forward to the main event. So that's my issue with it. Um, it's very much how I feel about, like, NXT. Like, I'm not a Karrion Cross fan. Yeah. And I just feel like if you are a champion in NXT, there's a certain level of of in-ring work you have to live up to to be that champion like we've seen for years and years and years 
like the level of work that the guys can do in the ring when it comes to that main event. I just don't see Karrion Cross being able to pull that off. Granted, I heard his match with, with Finn Balor was, was good. I didn't watch it, but I, I heard it was good. But it's something like that when it comes to almost if he were to be champion anywhere close to that title, there's a certain level of, of in-ring work he needs to he needs to be able to pull off. And again, I haven't watched it yet, so I can't say anything. But yeah, I, I think it's a I think it's a slow burn, long build for him. I think him and AJ are the tag tag team champions for a while. Eventually, there will be a Diesel Sean type split between the two, and we'll see if he can seek or swim. I mean, I don't think there's any other reason why they have Omos with AJ Styles if they weren't going to try to make a star out of Omos as a singles. Because like, why else? This otherwise the tag team makes no sense at all. So it's like it's not like AJ have- Styles needed a bodyguard. You, you ever have those conversations with smart marks and like you think they totally get it and then they say something <laughs> so far out of left field that you're like, oh, damn, like <laughs> they, they don't fully understand or grasp the whole thing. <laughs> like I feel like we're having that moment right now, Steven. I feel like I'm okay. talking to I feel like I'm talking to somebody who doesn't realize they just handed the, t- the WWE title to Jinder Mahal out of nowhere. Like. Like, like it's like it's that far like out. Jinder of, Mahal could probably wrestle better like than this guy. Like it's so far <laughs> out of. I mean, they put the title on Kali. I well, I don't want to ever happen again. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like you're acting like it's so out of like out of the ordinary that WWE would put the belt on someone like this. Like, but it's I, totally I, I'm not saying it's out of the ordinary. I just don't want it to happen. Oh, right? I just, I just thing. don't. Oh, I just don't really care that much. Yeah, uh, that's fine. That's I don't. It doesn't matter. All, the, all these belts are props that we're talking about. I like I like Roman holding the Universal title because he's done pretty damn well with it. But outside of that, I mean, I like Lashley as the champion because I like Lashley. But like, do I actually care who the WWE champion is today? No, not at all. I mean, it's fair. It's fair. I'm just trying to be a little bit more optimistic. I guess I don't know. Why well, I'm being optimistic, saying this guy might be something. Mm. Okay. We've had, so we've had one days, match. One match. <laughs> AJ is the triple crown, right? Whatever guy now cool, he's done cool. it, uh, whatever cool. it is. But you know what's crazy? The only person that's like a double triple crown wrestler in the WWE Miz. is the Miz. The Do you remember that time when Miz had three belts at one time? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The US, yeah. The US title and then both tag titles. That's right. Yeah. Three belts. Yeah, Grand Slam champion. There you go. Whatever it is. I gave up. But yeah, like, I, what? The Miz? He's been I mean, there forever, the Miz, man. He's busted his ass, too. I'll give him that. Like, he, he's given everything that he can, whether that's great or not, whatever. But, like, he's at, he, every now and then he's had a match. Like, he had an amazing match with Dolph Ziggler and No Mercy that I couldn't believe. But, like, that's what I mainly remember from him. Don't even remember that. They wrestled yeah, so many times. The the no mercy one's really good actually, um, but yeah it's uh it, it's weird, but anyways AJ can add that to his legacy and get him into the Hall of Fame all that stuff yay for AJ, um, but yeah I don't want to see almost but anyways next yeah and here's the thing if Omos goes out there in his second match and completely sucks I'll take back everything good I said about him so. Uh, easy fix. It's gonna happen. Who's who's <laughs> upside? Do you feel better about? This is super random. I'm just curious. Oh, sure, go for it. Omos or uh, Anthony Gogo? Oh, Based off I of the one like, match. I didn't like what I saw from Gogo. You didn't like the one punch knockout. He looked green as grass. Yeah, he did one I, move. Yeah, but just the whole thing. Like, I, 
you're an AEW dude. You can't finish with just a body shot and not even go in there in the ring. Like I feel like he's just to kind of get him over as the Olympic bronze medalist, but yeah, uh, I didn't like it. Yeah, but I, I don't think know. Anthony Go Go like is definitely better. I guess pro- you would say. Pro- probably. And once again, we've only seen a very little bit of Omos. I'm just yeah. saying, in comparison to other guys that look the way he looks, I think he moves better than the Great Khali did by quite a bit. So, I mean, I'm just saying. So we have to come compare him to Khali. Like, I feel like off the rip, he's probably better than Khali. Well, he, can, but, he can move, right? He can move without. Right. But it, but that's the thing is, like, for, like, the NBA, right? Like, someone mentioned, like, Sean Bradley. And it's like, you know what they're talking about. With But then you talk about Yao Ming, and it's like, well, Yao Ming was injury-prone, but, like, he could move for a guy his size. Sean Bradley was, like, very uncoordinated. Like, that's that's the difference I see between Omos and some of these other guys of his size. So, um, once again, I'm just kind of sticking up for the guy. And I, and I was a mark for Raw Underground, I'll admit it. So, um, after that, we had Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. And I'll say this. This match, I think the match was better. The buildup was terrible. But the match, yeah. I think, was better than the buildup. Yeah. Like leading into it, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, this match was much better than I expected. Um, Shane took a bump, of course. Um, and uh he got thrown off the top of the cage or whatever, and he's fifty one years old. Of and course. <laughs> I like how Braun like busted through the cage and ripped the cage apart to grab him. I thought that was good. I thought the whole like this is for everyone that's ever been called stupid. <laughs> Or whatever he said, like I was like, oh my god. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a good match. It was a good physical match, and um, I mean the build up was atrocious, but otherwise it was it was fine. I didn't. I didn't obviously, I didn't watch that. Oh, yeah, One right. thing that surprised me. Uh, this is very off topic, but they did yeah. a cameo uh, promotion for WrestleMania. And Shane McMahon was five hundred dollars for a cameo, and obviously when you do your when they do cameos, they post them like on the website. Like his cameos were like nine, ten seconds long for five hundred dollars. I would have wow. been so upset if I had paid because for that. The money you might right. spend my money. <laughs> like Jeez. he never changed. He like sit there in like his chair and like with his his hand like this. And was just talking, like I said, nine, ten seconds. It was like, dude, like I would have been like, so hey, Doug, that. thanks for ordering WrestleMania. <laughs> have fun tonight. Yeah. Take care. I'm gonna win my match. Basically. Make sure to eat and a I Snickers. Them, like I could see them like playing his music at the end, you know? Yeah. Like, cool, thanks. I, like, I'm not a fan of cameos. I think you're ridiculous. Yeah. And NFTs and all that stuff, that thing that's getting out of hand. I don't get oh. it. I'll say it's corny for me when I see somebody who has like a YouTube show or something and like their intro to the show is like clearly a cameo that like oh, they yeah. paid for, you know? It's like, uh, yeah. You're kinda... watching yeah. Under the Ropes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it was but a yeah. Good match. It was better and, than expected. And and I, I did really like that spot where Strowman broke the cage open. Like, I, I thought that was. And he and they're all he also hit Shane or Shane hit him with like a toolbox that came out of nowhere. Pretty pretty decent spot. Um if you pay for that you deserve nine seconds. Facts. Yeah. Facts. Um so after that was a match that I'm actually really interested to know your your view on this, Doug. And I wish you would have watched it, Brandon, because I would have liked to know this as well, but uh, Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny, and Damian Priest over oh. the Miz and Morrison, and Bad Listen. Bunny went out there and he Listen. did some stuff. 
I heard listen, you did Listen, I think that this guy looks like a total dork. I don't understand the hype at all. I've talked to some of my friends that are fans, and they actually bought tickets today because, you know, the tour went on sale today, and they bought tickets to a show. And I'm like, dude, if that guy dressed normal and showed up to here like today, you would think nothing of him. But it's because of the look, the gimmick, the whole nine that you all of a sudden think he's cool. Um, But like his entrance was dope. I thought that the crowd was way behind him. Like I did not expect that. I expected the crowd to crap all over him, honestly, or at least be in the middle because like I remember being at the Ronda Rousey WrestleMania when she debuted. And it was like the crowd was like holding out. Like, can she go or can she not? And if she can't, we're going to crap all over her. And then once she started to deliver, the place like popped, blew up. And so that kind of felt like that would be the way it was with Bad Bunny. But no, like Bad Bunny like immediately got big reaction. This match was good. This match was way better than I expected. And he did some stuff that like, Props to him because there's no way you watch that and you think that that guy half-assed it, didn't show up in training. Like he definitely took it seriously. Um, you know, Canadian destroyers, Huracan Ranas, like all sorts of stuff, and uh, it was impressive. And I thought Miz and and Morrison sold for him like a million bucks. Like everybody involved did a really good job. Damian Priest looked like a badass. His entrance was awesome. Like. The whole thing, like they that that was really well done and, and really good for a celebrity WrestleMania match. And and trust me, I was ready to crap all over this thing. I hated the idea of him being there, but he did a good job. Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel about it too. I mean, he definitely took it seriously. That's that was my biggest takeaway from it because I'd heard he's been training since like November or something. Like, yeah, I heard he's been training for a long time, actually. Yeah, so taking it seriously, and it showed. And huge, huge, huge props to Miz and Morrison for making him look even better than, like, most probably could have. Like, they really bumped around for him. And And that's uh, cool that he trained. I mean, he, like, a celebrity company, you don't have to do that. No, right. Like, you can come in there and just, you know, just get a paycheck. I didn't didn't watch the match, but it reminds me just what you you talk about. I mean, obviously, I don't think he trained for the match, but I just remember, like, that Floyd match with Big Show, like, thinking, like, "Uh, it's not going to be anything. It was super entertaining when I watched it, the WrestleMania 24 match. So it's it's good that, like I said, he didn't have to do any of that. And the fact that he went out there and trained for it for months, um, that was pretty, pretty cool to hear. Do you think I saw somebody post this on Twitter and I thought it was an interesting concept. Do you think the fact that like to have a celebrity come and do well, the first, like just training for a couple of months diminishes how hard pro wrestling is. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, I I'll, I'll let you go first, Brandon. Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, if you train for months for one match, I mean, I don't think that diminishes diminishes anything because you know he practiced. They practiced that match just like the Ronda match. I'm pretty sure they they ran through the spots and everything over and over to make sure they had everything down. So I would think the same thing with this particular match. So I don't think yeah. it diminishes anything. I, from what I've heard, he worked most of that match. I heard that Damian yeah. Priest was like on on the side for the majority yeah. of the match. Right? That's correct. Hmm. Yeah, and I mean, dude, he I mean, dived to the outside. Canadian destroyer to the outside, Hurricane Ranas, and, and like where he like holds on to him and spins him around multiple times. Like he he did a bunch of stuff. 
It was like, damn. Yeah, I don't think it diminishes what pro wrestling is, like Brandon was saying, especially when it's someone like a Bad Bunny or a Stephen Amell or a Pat McAfee, someone you know is a big-time wrestling fan. Well, like, let's be honest, like he did better than <laughs> Stephen Amell. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think the only celebrity that's done better is Pat McAfee, and even that's, like, debatable. I just think Pat McAfee just really took to it really well, and he's already, yeah. you know, a world-class athlete-level guy. Um, but, and, like, I think Shaq did great. I mean, he's been a fan yeah. for decades. I mean, I think that's part of it, too. I don't think that somebody can really come into this and have the kind of performance that those guys are because those guys are huge fans going into it and really, really want they, – they're probably going into that, like – this is like, all right, I've wanted to do this my whole life. This is my one shot to have a good match that I can watch for the rest of my life. And they go out there and they, they, they perform. I thought it was great. I feel like, I feel like we haven't seen the last of him either. Same. Like, I think he did too well. I think he's going to show up again. I think so too. And yeah. it was, it was really smart for the co-promotion because they put graphics up for his big tour and everything right there for everyone. Well, what's funny is like Triple H was handing him a briefcase in the commercial, and I was like, "Dude, is he about to offer him an NXT contract? Is that what's going to happen?" <laughs> and then he gives him like this skull microphone or whatever, and like, "No, you do your thing," you know. And you know, yeah, so, but no, it was it was honestly it was way better than I expected, and that's really the story of night one. Right, everything was just better than expected, except the tag diva match, which was supposed to be bad, and it was bad. Which was better everything. than expected, still. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> but like everything was better than expected. Like that's really the story of night one. Yeah, I was um, kidding. Obviously, I was like, I went in with such low expectations, and it was still terrible with that yeah. tag match. The main event, yeah. though, was I thought was very, very good. Dude, I just wanted this thing to be Sasha and Bailey. Like that's that's really my only gripe. I really feel like both of these women could have delivered that and I just felt like it cut short. Like that that's my only gripe of that match, but like I think they're both incredible. Oh, you wanted to be me, like the Sasha and Bailey match is what you're saying. I yeah, I just I wanted like false finishes. I gotcha, wanted this gotcha, thing gotcha. to to be like talked about as like one the like in the category of the greatest women wrestling matches of all time. And I really think that could have been the case if they would have had the time, if they would have been able to build up more drama in the match. And I just felt like it ended too short. That's my only gripe about the match. No, I just definitely, I mean, of course, this is the one match that I can kind of talk about. Um, because I saw the next Welcome day. Welcome to I the saw, conversation, Brandon. Yeah, I'm here for sure. I saw that people <laughs> yeah. were, uh, and we talked about this, Doug. I saw that yeah. people were talking about this on the timeline, just saying like I like this was like an amazing match, like one of the greatest WrestleMania matches, one of the greatest women matches ever. And I'm like, well, this is interesting. Like I was already excited for this match. Let me check it out. And I watched it and I thought it was good, but to like this classic match that everyone's saying that it is, I, I don't I don't see that at all. Like like I said, like I could probably think of four or five matches off the top of my head, but I've been thinking hard. I can think of four or five women's matches from WWE that are better than this one. And that shouldn't diminish what those ladies were able to go out there and do. Again, it was still a really good match and a really cool moment um, just for the fact that you had two black women in the main event and the fact that you had someone new like uh, Bianca Belair to be able to win the match. I thought it was really cool. But again, I didn't think it was like the spectacular classic that a lot of people saw it as. But be honest, Brandon, like I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to keep it real here. Do you think because of the circumstances that people want to overrate the match? 
I feel like that for sure. Like I said, I just yeah. when I when I saw that people were saying what it was, I was super excited about it. And then when I watched it again, it was a good match, but I thought they might have hyped it up because of the circumstances that were happening. Right. And again, it shouldn't diminish the moment at all. But yeah. I, I don't think it was as good as people said it was for sure. And you know, they also they, the match was cut short a little bit. Like who knows what extra yeah. they may have had planned because they had that hard out for the rain delay. They had to get out of the stadium at a certain time and everything. So I think that might have played a little bit into it as well. I really enjoyed it though. I really did. I thought it was a yeah. good match. Um, Very good. You know, um, I like seeing whip. That whip to the side was brutal. And it sounded like it was a sound effect, but like when you saw the lash all the way across her rib cage, it was like, damn. She only, really nailed her. The only question I have about that from like a like a, like an MMA fan standpoint almost, like rules standpoint, is like if she can use that as a weapon, you can grab her by the hair then too, right? Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's normally be against the rules to grab a wrestler by the hair. I mean, there was a spot where Sasha it. was cho- choking her with her hair, right? Like she was doing, like almost like the cross face, and she was. Oh, that, yeah, her. that's right. Yeah. Good call. Good call. Good call. Yeah. I just, I just wanted to double check that because I was like, if she can use it as a weapon, like I'd be grabbing that hair every chance I got. Um, but uh, I thought the match was really, really good. I thought Bianca winning was the right choice, and it also puts Sasha in this position where she's zero and six at WrestleMania. That's, so that's interesting to me too. But, but I think you know, like. You know, Shawn Michaels was like six and eleven at WrestleMania, so yeah. the performances are what's going to be what's remembered, and also it is going to be some sort of story. I think maybe next WrestleMania or something yep. where it's like she can't win the big one at WrestleMania. Maybe well, her and, and Bianca thing, rematch. What if Bianca retains the title the whole time, and then she's been the champion, she's the dominant one, and then she tells Sasha that you can't win at WrestleMania, and like build that story. And then Sasha actually wins at WrestleMania to beat Bianca for the title. Like, I think that could happen. One of the dopest things was caught on Twitter about that match, though, is when Sasha's on the side and she sees Bianca win and you catch someone caught her on camera and she's smiling, like almost in tears to see Bianca have her moment. And like, that's that's what wrestling is all about, man. That's dope. Like, I know people hate when character gets broken and all that stuff, but man, so much of like the best side of wrestling is when real emotions come out. Not only that, in that match, before the match starts, Bianca starts crying and Sasha looks at her like, okay, we got this. Like, this right. is our moment. And then like kind of calmed her down. And then they just, they had their match. Like it was just a, uh, it was special. And that's really what night one just felt like, like, the return of fans and Vince coming out and welcoming us to WrestleMania. And like, it was just an emotional night and the way that it ended was emotional. And you just felt so good after mania night one. And then we went into mania night two. Yeah. Which the last thing I'll say about night one is I really outside of like, you know, for historic purposes with Bianca and Sasha and all, and like the expectations and everything, I love that there was two nights of WrestleMania. There was two Royal Rumble matches. The winners of each Royal Rumble match actually main evented WrestleMania. Like, I was all about that. How did Michael so, Cole screw that call up there? Oh, right. Good call on, or good call bringing that up. That was a terrible. Yeah, he. Do you know what he's talking about, Doug? Uh. When when Bianca wins the match, Michael Cole's like, 
she kicks out two it's counts like he thinks that bianca hadn't won yet and sasha kicked out and like the other commentator maybe it's graves is like no she won the match she won the match and like it's like how did how did he mess that Uh, up yeah yeah. Oh yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't see that. Wow. Okay. It didn't like ruin the match, but it's just something like, come on, man. Like, what? What are you doing? Like, how do you not know that's the finish? Right. <laughs> oh, speaking of this, hold on. One more thing. Like, I thought the pre-show was so god awful. I didn't watch that. It. Like, I couldn't watch the next pre-show. Brandon, what do you think of Rosenberg? <laughs> come on, man. Rosenberg is guy. a geek, man. Well, Rosenberg is. So, so I mean, you didn't even, like, see this. This is, this is what this idiot said. This is what this idiot said. He brought. He had to bring up DMX, right? He just had to bring him up, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, like the late great DMX, which is like the human version of Bobby Lashley wrestling." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And then you had the gall to go out there and trash Meltzer on Twitter, like. And like I, and he's talking to JBL in his Hall of Fame career, and I'm like, dude, I bet you you don't even know the difference between like Justin Hawk Bradshaw and JBL. You probably think they're two different people. Like you only know WWE. Like that's it, and it's just so cringeworthy. And like he's putting over all this garbage crap on this pre-show that I just wanted to vomit. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't watch another hour of that. Like I made sure that I tuned in. The moment the pre-show was over, I couldn't take it. Yeah, Rosenberg's terrible. He's just yes. very awful. I He's agree. such a dork. I respect like that those guys like carved a lane like him and like I like Sam Roberts a lot, but I think him and him and Rosenberg are very different. But yes. same kind of like background, you know, like DJ radio, you know, and all that stuff, and eventually getting getting in. But like, I don't think that Rosenberg will will ever fully recover from the War Machine thing, from like. When did you, y'all remember what happened that with that? I but, don't uh, know. I try yeah. to block him out. I know he's the twenty-four hour, the twenty-four uh, uh, champion. They like to bring up. It's just I can't, I can't stand that guy. When when War Machine got signed off the Indies, he was on Twitter like, "Yeah, I can't wait till War Machine debuts. I'm such a big fan of him." Like blah blah blah. Like he didn't know War Machine was a tag team. He had no idea. And like he was talking like he knew, like he was this big smart Mark Indie fan. And he didn't even know War Machine was a tag team and not one person. Okay, gold standard. What what do you mean you agree with what he said on about Dave? Like <laughs> why are we even like, getting into Ross, this? To Ross. say that to say that Dave is completely irrelevant and has done nothing for wrestling and all that, that's nonsense. Like Dave, regardless what you think of Dave Meltzer, like trust me, he's not I'm not the biggest fan of Dave, but Dave is a respected source. Of, of information and I like his matches. He's not going to overrate a match to the point to where like a, he will make a bad match be good. He's not going to do that. If, if he says it's a good match, more than likely it's a good match. If he, if he says a great match, it's at least a good match. There's no way that Dave's like telling you this awful match is great. Like he doesn't do that. So I respect Dave for that. And the same thing with like, even a guy like Cornette, right? Like, I disagree with things, but like they're they're reasonable resources. You still need to listen to what they say. They do bring something to the rest. They're the historians that they're needed. Like I don't listen to anything that Cornette says. I kind of just kind of push him out, and it's just not necessary. But he, along with Meltzer and some other guys out there, like they're important historians to keep 
like the past of wrestling just to keep you informed of what happened in the past. So like I'm I like I like Meltzer and other guys because of that, because they have so much, yep. you know, so much information on what happened in the past, not just what's going on right now. For sure. Yeah. And, yeah, I, and totally. what I thought was ridiculous is Rosenberg was talking about how you need to listen to more progressive ideas. And it's like Dave is not like some like uh, not progressive person like Dave's always been like, you know, he's upset about the pandemic and how the WWE's handled it and all this other stuff. Like it's not it, it, it was just so like just a shot because he's tired of hearing about Dave Meltzer. It, it, and it's not, in my opinion, relevant. Like I think that Dave is is definitely brought a lot to the wrestling business. And I also think that, like like I said, I trust Dave's opinion on certain things. I'm not saying it's the end-all, be-all. If Dave says this, then that's what it is. No, I won't yeah. say that, but I do I do take what Dave has to say seriously. So get that out of the way. Okay, night two. Let's night two. talk about Bray freaking Wyatt. Oh, my God. The theme okay. lore. Did you watch this, Brandon? I saw I saw this. Okay. This is great. Let's talk about this, right? So here's the first thing is he's been looking like a human version of charcoal, right? Walking around and looking terrible. And then he magically transforms back into the fiend, right? And then so it's the moment that happens, the moment that happens, I was like, this thing's going to be like damn near a squash match. Like he's about to go out there and kill Randy Orton because why would you put that much effort into switching him out and then getting that big entrance from Alexa and, you know, through the box and everything. He's super over the crowds going crazy for him the whole night. They bring Brat back the dreaded red light crap that I can't stand because it just hurts the match. Nobody's going to want to go back and rewatch a red lighted match. Just it's terrible. Um, it's like those Kalisto matches, right? Where they're like all in like blue light or whatever. Sin Cara. Sin Cara. Sin Cara. Thank you. It, Thank it you. looks, it looks like if you remember virtual boy, the back of the day, looking through the yeah. virtual boy. Games. It's just, it's just, it's terrible, right? Virtual boy. This dude gets distracted <laughs> By Alexa with like black blood gunk gushing all over her face. He takes one RKO and it's over and the lights come back on and the crowd is just absolutely confused. What the hell are you doing with Bray Wyatt? Like what 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 was that? What is your future plans? Like what are we doing? Like I said, I I even told Ross Gold Standard, I told him this on Twitter, like this is you can't do the, like they got away with this because they had no crowd. Well, you could do this yes. goofy hocus pocus stuff, but as soon as you put it in front yeah. of a crowd, exactly how I felt was going to happen, they were going to boo it, and it's exactly what they did. You can't yeah. do this in front of a crowd because it just it doesn't work. And Bray Wyatt, God bless him, he's trying. But I mean, like it was but, there, dude. Like the people loved him. He was over. He did the transformation. He comes out of the. The Did they love him box. or they love the entrance? They like I feel the like entrance. they love the fluff. They love the fluff. That's what WWE fans like. What I think they like, they like the fluff. They like the entrances, yeah. the cool entrances when people return, when there's like debuts, when yeah. there's uh, turns, like a face turn, heel turn, or if there's a yeah. title win. That's what yeah. people love. Other than that, people are quiet. 
Feed him like, the they fluff. They love the fluff, and he is like the top tier when it comes to fluff. He's king fluff. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a that's a great way of putting it too with the fluff. And like like Samuel Lee is saying in the chat, you missed this part, Doug. On commentary, Michael Cole didn't know what that what Alexa Bliss was doing with that big box like structure. He called it a box like structure. No, okay. The big box. The it's big a box. it's a box. What's that box like structure? The entrance was cool though. Like I, I will give it was that. cool. Yeah, it was cool. I'm not gonna and he got a big pop, cool. and he was over. The, the entrance was over, and uh, but I still think the crowd was pissed how it all ended. Like I felt like that they were ready for him to win that match, and he lost. And now I just I have no idea what you do with him. I really don't. Yeah, I'll. I this is my thoughts on the whole fiend thing. Like, just ima- imagine being Bray Wyatt. You know, you're in the you're doing the Wyatt family thing. Well, actually, go even further back. You're Husky Harris, and that doesn't work at all. So you create this this whole new character. You're this backwoods cult leader, and you have this great Wyatt family thing. And for whatever reason, then they turn that into like you're kind of like the Undertaker, but you're kind of not, and you never win big matches. And all these things happen, and you finally come up with this idea, this whole fiend thing, and it gets super over, and the fans are into it, and it looks like you're going to be unstoppable and better than ever. And then they just give it all to Alexa Bliss instead. That's how I feel about what's happening with the fiend. This is now her character, and Bray Wyatt's going to have to be something completely different again. Like, it's going to be a whole new character, don't know what it's going to be, but, like, now Alexa Bliss is actually the fiend. So, that's where we're at, I think. I feel like they should just get a writer from, I wouldn't say Hollywood, but they can probably just pull one out of their writer's room because they got so many and make WWE film movies for the fiend. I feel like he would be a perfect B level movie character or like, say if you want to pull somebody, I would say off the road and on the road right now, but if you want to pull somebody off TV for, for eight weeks or something like that. You can do some type of, you know, one month feud or something like that with the fiend. The fiend takes them out of the WWE universe or whatever. And then they go make a movie with that character and do whatever. But I feel like he would be much better as like a movie character versus someone on a wrestling weekly television program. I think you're right. Yeah, for sure. All right, Kogan, I don't want to forget your super chat. This match was an example of main roster booking being brilliant. Sometimes Bianca saving the hair whip for this made it feel like a bigger deal. So this is back to the Sasha-Bianca match. Did she never do the hair whip before? I don't think on the – I think at least from what I heard, on the main roster she hasn't done anything. She Obviously she did in okay. NXT, but now on the main roster. Okay. So, yeah, that yeah. that worked. It was good. Yeah. Thank you, Kogan. And anyone yeah, else? Really from Sean as well. Sean, he just kind of said thanks for support. Yeah, I, I put it up on the screen. Sean's Sean always a good man. I really appreciate it, Sean. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyone who, if y'all want your questions answered, comments read, all that good stuff. If you got uh, thoughts on this stuff? Send those super chats. We'll make sure to highlight them. And we're up to twenty-two likes on the video. So, all right. Uh, the last Keep time I, going. the last thing I, last time I brought it up, people hit the button. So if you're new in the chat or you've been chilling for a minute. Hit that thumbs up on the on the video. It really helps us out a lot. Thank you very much, everyone who's doing that. Appreciate it, guys. Um, so what's what's next? Next is another really really bad match. It was yeah. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler oh, okay. defeating. Next. All right, after that we had Kevin Owens <laughs> taking on Sami Zayn. Um, hey, I'll I'll say this: the finish of the tag team match. I like Natalia having Nia in the sharpshooter and then Shayna coming up from behind with the rear naked choke. Like I was okay with the finish. 
that's all I'll say. Didn't, that. didn't Naya like totally stiff Natty too? I saw her like totally punch Natty in the face. I wasn't paying very much attention to be I honest. Went, I went, the I went, second I went, longest match on the show. <laughs> I didn't realize yeah, that. You're right. 14 20. Right. It's the second longest match on this on, on night two. Yeah. I went and got food. I went and got food in my kitchen. I was like, this is a perfect time. So and they, yeah, they, and they couldn't have chose know. two worst matches back to back to open WrestleMania, like to just kill momentum right off the bat. Um but then after that we had Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. And this definitely wasn't the best match we've seen between the two of these these guys, but no. like for, for a ten minute match only like eight minutes. 920. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, help, I thought I was... can't help, but honestly, like when they showed this video package of like Sami Zayn going off about conspiracy theories and being like a game show host and all this stuff, I'm like, what the hell happened to El Generico? Like, it is such a weird, uh, I never would have thought that this would be the character for that guy when he came to the WWE, but. I mean, he looks like a homeless hobo that worships Castro. Like, I don't, I don't know. He looks very, it's weird. I don't, I don't know what they're doing with him. I think he just, just explained it actually. Yeah. Um, But I mean, for for I almost almost felt like, is like, is he supposed to be part of like, is he making fun of like QAnon people? Like, is that his gimmick to where like, it's like, he's just, everything's a conspiracy and he's like, uh, He's like um, uh, having the documentary to catch the conspiracy against him. And like, are we going to get a payoff ever? Like, is there ever actually somebody that really is having a conspiracy against him? Or is this all just for fun? Like, I don't understand where this is going. Yeah. Well, none of us watch SmackDown, so I don't think any of us have a clue where it's going or. So, um, but I mean, I think it'd be nice if there was some sort of documentary of some kind that came out so that it didn't seem like they weren't doing anything that entire time. Well, I mean, I just think it would be dope. Like if let's say he comes out with a trailer and there's always this one guy in the back that we had no idea who it was. And then it's revealed to be so-and-so and and it was conspiracy this whole time. Like at least give a payoff for something that you've been building for so long. Yeah. What do you think about the actual match, though? I mean, I thought it was good for like a ten minute match. Solid. But, I mean, yeah. but we. I mean, it's dude. It, it's Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, El Generico, Kevin Steen. I mean, we've seen it so many times, mm-hmm. and and honestly, this is probably one of my least favorites because it just didn't get time. If it would have got time, it would have been pretty damn good. I mean, Logan Paul is literally just sitting there like the entire match until the end, and he gets stunned by Owens. Like, and that's. The fluff that WWE wants, right? Like that that's what the whole I really feel like that's what the match was basically for is for Kevin Owens to stunner Logan Paul. No way you can yeah. get clicks on Twitter or wherever they right. decide to put that at. Yeah. So we got yeah. Bad Bunny one night, we got Logan Paul the next. Like Exactly. But I mean the 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 attitude towards the wrestling from each each celebrity is just totally night and day different. Yep, I don't think there's anything more to really say about that one. I mean, I, I like I said, it was it was solid for what it was, but um, after that, I thought this match was actually really good. There was a couple botches, but like it was a hard hitting match. We had Sheamus over Riddle for the U.S. title, and Sheamus clocked Riddle with that let that Sheamus yep. that broke kick when he was upside down. I mean, I thought he, he broke his right jaw. 
I thought his jaw was broken when he was bleeding out of his mouth. Um, Did this not feel like, though, like, hey, Riddle, you got, like, eight minutes to get every move you have in. Like, he was doing everything under the sun, and Sheamus was just kind of there. <laughs> this really showcased Riddle, in my opinion, and then he ended up losing, so it was kind of like, uh, whatever. But I heard that they they never wanted Riddle as a, a U.S. champion anyways, and he was just going to be the carrier because Keith Lee had to drop it and Bobby Lashley, and, like, so they just basically yeah. gave it to him until WrestleMania. And then, like, I'm very – I have no idea what they're going to do with Riddle. Like Riddle's extremely talented in the ring, but outside of it, it's very cringe and I don't think it works. And I, and I feel like WWE is just so like they're dug into you're the stoner dude with no brain. Like that's what his character will be. So I, I, I don't, I don't see a bright future for Riddle. They, they did do one thing to change his character a little bit on Monday that I caught where, you know, I've talked about my thoughts on the Riddle character, I you know, in the past. And what they've done now, it looks like, is he's still, like, super stoner, like, you know, annoying guy. But he also was, like, very articulately talking about things from months ago. Like, like it was like this savant thing, almost, where he was, like like selective thinking. Like he was like bringing up all these facts about stuff and sounded really, really smart. And then he would kind of go right back into the like, bro, uh, eat my bro nuts, you know, and like all that type of stuff. But uh, it's like I was saying before, it's very similar to the Eugene character. I'm just saying very similar. The guy, the guy, the guy walking around outside of the ring, like just, it's just like, just seems like he isn't all there. And then he gets in the ring, kick ass. It's like, it's this weird night and and day. I hated Eugene. Oh, I hated Eugene. And yeah. the fact that that guy got like put in the main event it was like him and Triple H at SummerSlam. And oh, just, just like, you know, this isn't going to work. And you're going to take up all this time and effort and pay per views. And when I go back in the past, I'm just going to be like, oh, Eugene match, skip, skip, skip. Like, oh. Garbage. The same kind of idea, though. Remember, because like he would like you would didn't know what he was talking about, like in his promos and whatnot. And then like he'd get in the ring and he'd be hitting rock bottoms and stunners and people's elbows. And it was like, oh wait, he's actually like a wrestling genius. Like that's how I feel about Riddle. That's kind of how they present him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought the match itself actually was pretty solid for a ten minute match. I mean, yeah. Um, I think the wrong person won because I I would have kept yep. the belt on Riddle, but um. And then they had Riddle wrestle Lashley the next night because they love doing that. Have you lose a mid card title and wrestle the champion? Right, and then Sheamus messed up the finish too. He had him up top and he dropped him yep. like he he, he couldn't Never stand done. on the top rope. He was going to so, do the white noise off the top and fell yeah, off. Yeah, so they had to do something different. Like the whole thing was was Riddle. It was a Riddle show, and uh, that uh, it just didn't seem right for him to lose. Yeah, for sure. And thank y'all for that the uh, smashing that like button. We got some more license last time I brought that up. Thank y'all so much. Um after that we got Apollo Cruz over Big E in a Nigerian drum fight. And this was for the Intercontinental Championship. And the only takeaway at all for this was Dabakato, who was in Raw Underground as a fighter, came out and helped Apollo Cruz win the belt, but the commentary was like who is this man that we've never seen before? But like, we all saw him on run around for months. So there's that. 
So anything y'all want to add about the Nigerian drum fight? I mean, it started off brutal. They were beating the crap out of each other with kendo sticks. Big E does his spear spot to the outside. Uh, they were using some of the weapons. Apollo goes fun. through the Apollo goes through the table. Like, like it was starting to be good. And then not only that, like Big E was super over. He was hyped. He's in Tampa, like hometown, he, yeah, hometown. <laughs> like he looked like a million bucks. Like. And then just, dude, this dude comes in, one choke slam, one, two, three, it's over. Like, I hated it. I hated it. I And what pissed me off is you already had a weird finish at Fastlane that under-delivered when that match could have been way better. And I felt like WrestleMania was going to be the makeup match for that match. And, like, that didn't happen either. And th- But speaking of another contender for Roman – I think Big E could also be that guy. So I think yeah, it either I think could be Big E. I think it could be Big E or Cesaro, one or the other. Well, we're back to back, you know, like next right. pay per view kind of thing. Like yeah. Big E Roman could be SummerSlam, and like Cesaro and Roman could be like right now. So what do you think like about Brand? What do you think about Big E like maybe being a main event guy? Because I know he has a lot of like his fan base is pretty huge, and he's good in the ring. I mean, I th- I think I could see him as a main eventer. I just hope they don't go the same route they went with like Kofi, where I mean I don't see I don't see them giving the belt to 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 Big E, but I just hope that it's not a situation where they like build him up over time and he has some credibility only to like squash it, like you know. Yeah, they, like Brock. Like, yeah, I mean again, I don't I don't really see them giving him the belt. I mean I could, could be wrong. I didn't see Kofi getting the belt honestly, um, but I, yeah. you know I don't think that. Now is the time to to take the belt off of Reigns. Like, if somebody's going to take the belt off Reigns, they really need somebody be somebody like like major, somebody you really built up, or so like I hate to say like a, a part timer, like a Brock or or or, or Rock or something like that. But I, I just don't think it's time for him to lose that on there. But it will be a cool program to see at least. Yeah, I think Roman's going to be champion going into Mania. I really do. I don't think he's losing the title. But I could also see B- Big E being built up all the way till Mania and it being Big E and Roman at Mania. I could see that as well. I, I also yeah. could see them doing another one of those shakeups and like Big E winds up on a brand that Roman isn't on because I could see Big E maybe beating the Lashley or Drew McIntyre though. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Like I, I think it's, it's, time for the new day to kind of separate and not like break up or whatever, but like the biggie can kind of go into that main event spot, see what happens there. I like that. They are still friends on the show too. It's like so rare that you have a team that just doesn't all wind up imploding and hating each other and fighting. I like that the new day still each other's backs after all these years. It's like refreshing to see that once ever happen. The opposite of AEW. Everyone in AEW has like, (laughs) Backup and friends and everything, and people in WWE just, just loners, all of them. Exactly. Um, after that, we had a match that I honestly don't think really lived up to the hype. I'm just going to be honest. Uh, Rhea Ripley and Asuka. No. no. Um, just not a great style, stylistic matchup because they had a rematch on Raw that also just wasn't very good in my opinion. Yep. Did you did you, was was the the band that Rhea did her music like was her mic off or something like you could barely hear what the mic the entrance wasn't all that like I I don't know I, like and I hated just how quick the finish was it was just like bam it's over and I'm like really like that's it like I I don't know can we all just is, agree is Rhea good like I've seen her 
I've seen her a couple times. I saw her worlds collide. I think she has a badass entrance music. Like when you're there live, like she definitely has a presence about her than any of the other women. But like, I just haven't been overly impressed when it's her moment to shine. Yeah, no, I, would, I would agree with that because I didn't love that match she had on NXT with uh, Shayna. I mean, I thought the yeah. moment was cool when she won the title, but I didn't necessarily love that. And as far as like being impressed with her in the ring, I I like that match she had with Charlotte last year at last yeah. year Mania. That was probably like the standout match for like both nights for me, honestly. Um, yeah. But other than that, I mean, I haven't like you would have thought that she would have had like a, a, a standout match against Oscar. But like you said, it just the finish came kind of came out of nowhere, and it just it didn't really live up to what I would have expected that match would have been. Yeah, I think a lot of people feel that same way. And to what you were saying, Doug, about the like the live music and everything, I think we could all just agree at this point, right? Like, if they're going to do live music at WrestleMania, it should be Limp Bizkit every year, okay? Yeah, like, absolutely. like, yeah, like they stop Although with Fred all this. Durst looks like Fred Durst looks like Santa Claus right now. He's got like a big white beard. Dude, have you heard what's what's going on with them lately? A, no. a pair, apparently, like they just blew up huge in Russia. Like Limbiscuit's oh. like they like they just discovered it, and like Limbiscuit's like getting this whole <laughs> new this whole new life again because Russia listen, has discovered them. Listen, I think most music today is trash. Bring them back. I'll listen. Can't be much worse. Well, the thing is, it's not like Limbiscuit isn't free every year for WrestleMania. I mean, like, come on, like oh, they're yeah. available. Um, Why aren't they in the Hall of Fame? Like, they one hundred percent should be. If Kid yeah, Rock's in, they should be 100%. Absolutely. Nobody can tell me that that My Way WrestleMania 17 video package is not the best video package in the history of wrestling. That was Well, and how the hell can they put – they use Crack Attic for WrestleMania 19, and then they never released it um, on their album. Like, they plugged their new album and everything, and they never put Crack Attic on there. That's one of the main reasons I wanted it, because of Crack <laughs> Attic. But, yeah. yeah. They made sure yeah. that they got the the Rock and Austin uh, uh, manias. Hell yeah, hell yeah! And then the last thing we had on here, main event of the show, which I I thought was a really good triple threat match. We had Roman yeah. Reigns, of course, with Jey Uso and Paul Heyman defeating Edge and Daniel Bryan to retain the Universal Championship. And the interesting thing here, which I think they will play into a storyline, I think, is how. Roman dragged Edge on top of Daniel Bryan and then pinned both of them because technically Edge is pinning Daniel Bryan, so he really should be that. the Universal Champion. Yeah, um, I thought that was weird. I, I mean, I get it because he's supposed to look dominant so he can pin both of them, but it does seem like kind of strange. And everybody's like, well, it's okay because the shoulders were down on the mat, so it doesn't count. Like, eh, We've seen matches. That. Remember that match when Shawn Michaels, I can't remember who he wrestled. He hit that super kick and fell. It might have been Triple H. Fell back. Oh, right we talked about that in the last chat we had. That was that uh, that one in San Antonio. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. And they and both yeah. their, their, it looked like Shawn won, but both their shoulders were down. Yeah. Right? You know? So, you know, that's kind of where I'm thinking with this kind of stuff. Because with Roman Reigns, like, hypothetically speaking, he could have laid them next to each other and laid over both of them. He didn't have to put them on top of each other. Um, but anyways, what did y'all think about this match? I don't know if you got to see it or not, Brandon, but I caught some clips of it. I mean, it was I mean, they one thing WWE does normally well is that they'll do triple threat matches well, probably better than yeah. anyone else. Um, so I mean, I 
I expected them when they added Daniel Bryan to this match. I thought they were going to do something weird where, like, you know, he beats Edge or Edge beats him, so that way you don't pin Roman. But the fact that Roman came out of here strong and pinned both of them, I mean, I, I really enjoyed that. I just I don't think he should be losing the belt right now. But other than that, like I said, from the little bit that I saw, like the different spots that I saw and everything, it, it was a really cool match. And, and you know, not to toot my own horn or nothing, but my prediction was that Roman was going to win and it's going to set up Edge and Edge and uh, Daniel Bryan to feud. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think you're right. And, 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 like, Edge had Roman beat, like, twice. And Daniel Bryan came in and cost him both times. And I think that's what's going to set Edge off, that, like, I was this close and you ruined everything for me. And I think that that's what's going to set that up. So, and I'm looking forward to that. Please, God, go to a stadium, not a stadium, but at least an arena where you can have fans. I really don't want to watch this thing on the Thunderdome. Um, but whatever. Uh, Edge was super fired up. I, I love the entrance. Like, Edge was super fired up. And then Daniel Bryan got to do the yes thing again. Like, it, it, they definitely took advantage of having crowds. And Roman looked like a million bucks just walking in there with this um, – tribal armor thing that he had going on and then uh the uh it, he just he just looked like a like a methodical killer like he I just, just changes him. changes music though how they still not the done that? that that's the shield that's the shield they need to they need to they need to give him something different and they could easily do it but i am worried though after that generic garbage that adam cole and kyle o'reilly had like i i don't know what they'll come up with for him honestly but, i don't i don't like I'm not. I don't hate it as much as most people seem to. Their new music, like I, I, the Adam Cole music, had kind of undisputed era kind of tone to it. The Kyle one was just random. Dude, but, just just pay for ROH's rights for those music. Just give me those ones back. I got not something a, for yes. you. Yes, I feel Absolutely. like uh, I feel like they should give Roman um, Rikishi's old theme, his heel theme, the Batman one. I'm a bad like, man. Yeah, bad I, I, yeah, I would love that for Roman. It would be great. <laughs> maybe, maybe like a remix. Yeah, like yeah, for sure. Remix or something. Mm-hmm. I think that would be dope. But yeah, um, but like, what I loved about it too was like Roman did get booed, and a lot of people didn't think he would. But like, it's the first time where it felt like natural. Yeah. Like, like we've seen so many times he goes out there, he's the ultra baby face, and he gets booed out of the building. And this time it's like, yeah, everything felt justified and it made sense. The crowd was really behind Edge, though. I never understood making Edge heel. Like, I just didn't get that. Like, he's too over right now, and I knew he would be. Um, If you wanted to pin a fan favorite, I mean, they were even booing Daniel Bryan at times for messing with Edge. Like, they definitely wanted Edge to win. Uh, But I thought it was good. Like I said, I just don't see Roman, Roman losing anytime soon, nor should he. Um, if I had one gripe, I just I didn't like that uh, Jay Uso or whatever got yeah. involved in the match at the beginning, like so much, like super kicks and knocking people out and stuff. Like I understood why he got in the end because Roman was in a bad way and he almost got concertoed and he was he was in big trouble. But the beginning I thought was a little over top. I did like the spot though where they took apart the chair and they choked Roman yeah. with it and his eyes popped out of his head like. I thought that was really cool. They did the double with the yes lock and yes. that together. Yeah. Yes. And, and then they did like been the headbutt, the headbutt yep. to each other, like that between was Edge and Daniel Bryan. So it was a cool triple threat. Um, it was a good match. I don't think it was good enough to save night two. 
because that's really the only match that was like really like a good match to me. But it was uh, it was good. I'm I'm not gonna complain. I definitely uh, enjoyed the match. I just wish he would would have won clean, especially like after I watched uh, uh, Ibushi and Osprey, and Osprey yeah. has the his his boys out there and they didn't do anything in the match like Nothing. he won just clean just stood there like yeah. so i mean grant it was a triple threat match but still like it would have been nice to see roman just beat both of those guys straight up and like really solidify himself as the guy you know yeah yeah do you either y'all know is is jimmy jimmy Uso just like super hurt still or like why is he not a part of this also i don't I, know yeah yeah and i, I almost, it almost hurt. to me it almost to me made more sense. Like if he wasn't, then he would be the second one to interfere, right? Right. That's kind of where like, I'm saying. He, yeah, he got taken off, and so then now Roman's in real trouble, and and he's gone. So now here comes Jimmy. Like that would have made sense, but yeah, yeah, that didn't happen. I'll be finally seeing Rikishi again too. Now that Brandon's planted that seed in my head, see Rikishi <laughs> come out there, hit a couple, hit a couple yeah. super kicks, um, do a little dance. Um, I mean, so that's WrestleMania, y'all. I, I mean, like like we were saying, I think night one was very solid. Um, night two, it just started off so not good that it was a real uphill battle for me to get into it. But by the time yeah. I got really into it, probably around the end of Zayn and Owens, I would say, is when I started like kind of getting into it. And then by the main event, you know, I really uh, there were some misses, but I really enjoyed the main event. I see a lot of people not uh, caring for them to go back to one night. They want to see two night WrestleManias. I like yeah, it better because I wanted, I wanted not so to talk long. about that. Yeah, but it, but here's my problem with it. Right, night one felt really special, and by the time that you got to night two, that that special feeling was gone. And if you'd have had it all in one night, it would have felt. I think I think it would have felt like a really good WrestleMania, and I think by separating it. It's like you only judge it on certain parts. And so that's my only gripe about it. Um, and I was hoping that if you split the nights, then guys would get way more time. And that didn't happen. Like, guys were getting eight-minute matches, nine-minute matches. Like, they, if you're splitting these nights, like, they should definitely get more time. So those are, like, my only gripes. I, like, I'm I'm cool with them going back to one night if it stays at, like, seven, eight, nine, maybe tops matches. Like, I don't want it to go back to, like, you know, when it, you're literally sitting there, especially if you go live. Like, I yeah. love pro wrestling, and I love feeling like I can get my money's worth. But as somebody who also drinks alcohol and stuff, I'm sitting there paying $15 a beer over and over again, sitting here for seven hours in the sun in Orlando. And it's just like, by the main event, you're like literally half asleep. Because even if you're not drinking, you're just out in the sun all day or you're out tailgating, whatever it is. And it's like, that's just a long day and night. And then by the time the most important match happens at the end of the show, everyone's like dead. So... I remember WrestleMania 34, like Bill and I were seriously thinking about leaving. Like with after like AJ Nakamura, like and that wasn't good. Like we yeah. were just kind of like, you want you want to bounce, like because it was Brock and Brock Roman. and Roman, and then the the kid won the tag team titles, and like it just was like, and Oof. and you'd already been there like four and a half five hours, so it was kind of like ready to go. Like this is not fun. Yeah. The Dallas one was was fun. But, like, the show wasn't that good, but, like, just the environment and everything. And I had, like, 
club level seats up top or whatever to where like you didn't have to wait in line to get a drink or anything like that. So it was it was pretty yeah, nice. Yeah, I think that's the one thing with uh with 32. We had aisle seats. We were the the first two in the aisle and then we were right at the concourse like a couple steps up and we were right there so we could go and get food and drink. So it wasn't yeah. like a hassle in there. So I think that made the experience a little bit better, but still that was just such a long show. Like by the, yeah, the time we got to Triple H, got the time got the Roman and Hunter. It's just like I'm just ready to leave. <laughs> yeah, well, not sure. only that, like you don't even care about Roman and Hunter. Like you for didn't. Sure. Like nobody cared about that match. And then they were already upset with all the weird booking finishes that they did, and like nobody won that should have won. And it was just just a weird night. And and uh, and then it's like okay, now we get Roman and Triple. Like okay, great. Like no thanks. So I think like, that may have I, hurt. Like at least for this year, I think that may have hurt some some people's enjoyment on there. I heard like mostly heels went over as yeah. far as like winning like, the championships. I think the only baby face that won was was Bianca Belair, which is and like, pretty much all weird that that. Vince does. Pretty much all heels on night two, like almost every match the heel won. Hmm. Yeah, because Randy Orton was what Vince does. Randy Orton was the wait. Yeah, Randy Orton was the heel and the Fiend was the face. Right? As like weird as that is to say, who knows? Yeah, I know that's 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 hilarious. I don't, no one even knows. <laughs> wow. Um, what else? What else you want to talk about? Anything? Anything else you wanted to talk about, Doug? Uh, let's. I wanted to talk about uh, Jake Paul and Ben Askren real quick. So we were kind of talking about. Was it Trilla? Triller. Yeah, Triller. Yeah. yeah Triller. Um, there's a lot of goofiness in this thing. Like, I'm very not sold, but I understand some of the hype. When I heard Freddie Roach say, though, that Askren has some power, and I saw some of the punches he was throwing, and they did look a little heavy, I'm, I'm really wondering if Jake Paul bit off more than he can chew in this thing. And and another thing that I think that Jake Paul totally underestimated was the fact that like Ben can talk, Ben can promote, and I think he's Ben is starting to get in his head. It's it's funny to see their interactions because the way that Ben's been trash talking Jake is just big brothering him around. It's hilarious. That one hundred percent. Like 100%. like Jake's the one. Jake's the one just you know, basically hanging himself with his words. Like Jake's just out there rambling, rambling, expecting Ben to have like some, some immaculate comeback that he could feed off of. And Ben just like, all right, man, I like, what are you doing? I'm going to beat you up on, on fight night. Like, I don't like, 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 who do you you think you are? Yeah. Who do you think you are? I'm I'm an Olympian dude. Like you're a YouTuber. I don't get whatever. Um, And then then he goes home and then he busts out that Rocky montage training video that he did. Like, his troll level is above Jake Paul's. Yeah. And it's not like butt and fart jokes either. Like he's got some stuff where he just really, and I, one thing that really impressed me in the press conference was, is he pie faced Jake Paul and like, he didn't know how to react. Like Jake Paul was like upset, but he didn't want to look like a punk. So he kind of like threw a little body shot at him. Slapped him in the body. Yeah. And like, and like, uh, Ben Askren just didn't even acknowledge <laughs> what you got, kid. Like, I just feel like if that thing goes wrong and all of a sudden Paul can't knock him out and he's in an actual fight, 
Man, I really think Ben Askren can win this thing. I think Ben Askren should shoot a double and just throw him over the top row. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the odds on this just to see who's the who's the favorite, favorite in this. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, when this fight was announced, as insane as it sounds, I actually was favoring uh, Jake Paul. Like Jake because Paul was the favorite in Vegas. And he is, wow. Mm-hmm. At this point, I and the only reason I was favoring Jake was because of what Ben had put out there and the little bit that I knew about his boxing training and kind of what, it, but he was even trolling that because like he's significantly better in the footage that he's showing lately than the footage he was showing before. So my thing is this, it doesn't matter what Ben Askren's MMA record was. It doesn't matter if he's never been a boxer. Jake Paul's never been in there with a legitimate Olympic level athlete like a real competitor. And I think that Ben Askren, no matter like could Ben Askren get caught maybe, but he knows he has the entire reputation of mixed martial arts on his shoulders, the entire reputation of Olympic wrestling on his shoulders. Like he needs to go in there and make a statement. And I don't think he's going to go in there with, you know, get caught with his pants down in the, in the ring. I think he's going to go in there and, and work Jake Paul and really try to prove a point. It does depend on how many rounds it goes. You're right, Brandon. Dana put a million dollars on Ben Askren too, which is hilarious because like Ben, he basically was he's like pushed him. him out of the company. company. Yeah, <laughs> but but like there's something like honestly, the reason that Jorge Masvidal got as famous as he did is by beating Ben. Yeah, that like, was Ben's title there, shot if he won. There's something about Ben, like, and if you look at those uh, video training and montages and all that stuff, like Ben Askren's is like four hundred fifty thousand, and Logan Paul's is like a hundred thousand. Like Ben, Ben just draws attention. Oh, like, Jake Paul, not Logan. Yeah, sorry, whichever. I mix them up. Yeah. But Paul Brothers. But yeah, like I don't know, man. I think people are sleeping on Ben. I think Ben's got a really good shot at winning this thing. Well, it's a total win-win for Jake Paul. Like if he loses, so what? He just goes back to YouTube and makes stupid videos for teenagers like you care i don't know I, I think if he loses it's pretty bad well i mean it's it's and preferably for his brand he'll win but like he's also you know losing to an olympic athlete and like you know former ufc fighter and all that stuff like it's such a it's such a difference in competition between someone like nate robinson you know what i mean like this is such a different level of what he's gonna for be sure. dealing with <laughs> <laughs> Nate Robinson. <laughs> I mean, he put, I mean, he slept him cold. I mean, that. I mean, oh, that for sure I mean, happened. But when you see Nate Robinson <laughs> throw a punch, like there's no form, there's no stance, the footwork's trash. Like, the, there's no way that guy trained. No way. Like he just no. went in there and thought he could beat him up off his yeah. athleticism. Just thought he could, That's could win, it. win the fight. You know That's the fight it. that you know the fight that nobody's talking about that I'm just gonna bring up real quick just for some quick predictions round round the table real quick. We got a big boxing match coming up, more celebrity boxing, three one minute rounds. Okay, keep that in mind. We got Lamar Odom versus Aaron Carter. Oh God. I figured you were gonna read it <laughs> Oh God. <laughs> Do you Is think that, that like little, this little, the, the little bit that you know of me at this point, Brandon, you think that's small of me already? That the no, already was going to bring that up? No, but is it, it's just... Is that this <laughs> What's that? Sorry. Is that this weekend? No, I think it's its own thing. Uh, yeah. The size difference is, is stunning. Uh, crazy. Uh, <laughs> Aaron, uh, Carter's, Aaron Carter's talking about how he's always doing his practicing body shots and... Like he knows he's gonna be outmatched, like physically and like lengthwise and stuff. And 
Aaron Carter, by the way, if you haven't seen him lately, is rocking a full-on like face tattoo and he looks very, very skinny. I know he has like problems with like, you know, weight gain and yeah, loss. Yeah, it's and called stuff. crack. They're both addicted to it. Like <laughs> this this is this is nonsense. Yeah, both. who do you think wins? who do you think wins though? I I <laughs> I'll, I'll go. Lamar I'll go with Lamar Odom. Yeah, so just, I'm going to go with Lamar Odom just side. for just for for <laughs> physical traits. I'll go based on whoever shows up to the venue least screwed up. I'm going to double take. You got to go Lamar. You got to go Lamar Odom based on size and athleticism for sure. Well, how about how about Anderson Silva versus Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. That's happening, and not only that, I saw his dad is fighting. Julio who's Cesar that? Chavez. Oh, I thought he meant Anderson Silva's dad for a second. I was no, like, who's like Anderson this, Silva's dad? The, the senior, I guess he's fighting in an exhibition too. Like, I'm mm-hmm. so over these exhibitions. Like, it's only going to happen more. Oh, rad. for sure. We're getting everybody out. Delahoya, and, you know, here comes Shane Mosley, and I could see them all coming out. Maybe even Lennox Lewis and Mike Tyson. Like, it's just it's the, it's out of control. The one upside though, if Jake Paul goes out there and sleeps Ben Askren, if they could we talked about it before, Doug, and maybe with you on here it's all well, Brandon, if that is what it will take to lure like Nick Diaz to fight Jake Paul, like then like I am all for the trajectory of where this is all headed. So But honestly, honestly, the number one perfect guy is Sean O'Malley. Like if, if that yeah. happens and you want to build a star and like if he's still under the UFC banner, allow that fight to happen. Let him right. fight Jake Hypebeast. Paul and Hypebeast then have crab. him come in. And like he would be a way bigger star than what he was. And you could like I think that's the perfect fight is, is Sean O'Malley versus Jake Paul. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have ever heard like a full length interview with Dylan Dennis, but I mean that guy is a total tool. Like I I don't know if I could root for him over Jake Paul. Like he is that big of an idiot. Like it, it is like talking to a high schooler. Like I mean, he's just talking about like banging chicks, chicks at the strip club and how big his thing is and how like he can beat every man up and how like he's a real man and like how much money he made. Like he is so obnoxious. And, like, you're in Bellator, bro. Like, you're in Bellator. You're fighting nobody. And then he's like, I'll put 100000 on it. Like, who's who's giving you that, Connor? Like, th- th- this is this is nonsense. Well, Scott, he's like, oh, Scott he's Coker. Just wait a month. Wait a month, and I would have fought Jake Paul. Like, what are you talking about? Like, so I'm worried that's the fight next, honestly, is those two numbskulls. But, um, yeah. This is just the weirdest thing. Like, like you're gonna have probably Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield and Chuck Liddell versus Oscar De La Hoya on pay per view in a boxing match. Yep, money grabs. Uh, I mean, Logan Paul. What? That's funny. Just call it wolf tickets. Wolf tickets. We got Logan Paul in the house. Logan Paul's here. <laughs> the funny yeah, thing yeah. is, I told you I've I've met I've met the actual Logan Paul before, and he was actually really really nice. So I will say You're that. talking about my brother. Yeah, he's gonna get slept. He's gonna get outworked, and he's gonna be like breathing heavy over the ropes. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't think the Jake's going to win that one. No. I do not. Um, I thought Logan beat KSI in, the, in their second fight, though. I will say that. KSI won on points, but I did think Logan won that one. But It was close. It was close. Um, real quick, Brandon, I wanted to talk to you about this. Uh, New Japan. So a lot of people were upset that Osprey won. A lot of people didn't understand why Osprey won. What were your thoughts? I I was shocked when I watched it. I mean, I'm very glad that I watched it. I watched it live because I would have been spoiled if not. I didn't um, watch it with spoilers. I woke up at like noon and I yeah. just immediately went to my New Japan and subscription and Chromecast it, watched it. They sometimes like to spoil the winners on the main page. That's why I wanted to stay away from it as well. Um, but yeah, I was definitely shocked. I didn't expect him to win. Um, very curious on why they went that route when they like Abushi, like I always said, Omega had a really bad reign as IWGP champion. Like, yeah. like he faced Ishii and had a match with him, which was not as good as the G1 match. And then he had that god awful triple threat with Ibushi and Cody, and which Cody. It was just so bad. Yeah. Um, and then he lost the belt to Tanahashi. So I didn't really care for his reign, but I thought Ibushi's reign was like even worse. Yeah. Um, but again, was I was like surprised. And yeah, 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 for sure. But I mean, I'm, I'm excited like just yeah. the fact that what he has lined up for him where it comes to Shingo Takagi and obviously Okada, Okada. they're probably going to wrestle at the Dome he uh, has which to is beat Okada right? I think so. Eventually he has to will it be right now? I don't know like, Do you really um, think they go Abushi, Osprey, Okada just within two months of each? This is a weird year for New Japan, man. Like this has yeah. been a weird calendar uh, calendar year for them. So we're talking about Gato losing his mind right now. Well, he probably is because Gato built two years out, and then this pandemic comes and like screws everything up. So he's probably going crazy right now. Like good call. You know, so <laughs> I can understand that, but uh, I don't know, man. Like I don't know if they save that for the January fourth show. They save yeah. him getting that big win. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't have an issue with him being champion. Like I'm, I'm all for it. Like he's yeah. the, the best wrestler in the world. So yep. should have the belt. He, I mean, like if you go back from just like 2016 to now, what that guy has done and like how many great matches he's been involved in and how like he's leveled up his stock and grown size and the whole nine, like I can't think of anybody that's like, had a had that much momentum. I mean, like if I want to go back and watch all of Osprey's greatest matches, there's like 40 of them. Like mm-hmm. he's he's just got a ton of great matches. And honestly, I think he's gotten better on the mic. I like oh, the sure. heel character to me. If if he would just ditch the whole like I'm trying to be Ric Flair and just be that like serious heel that's vicious, that has no problem hitting you in the back of the neck and has no problem like Oscuttering his girlfriend. Like I would rather watch that Osprey than some guy talking about how much his ring cost and his watch and all that stuff. Like he had a little Connor McGregor in that promo for sure. Yeah. He's got the Fazachi robe like like everyone's been doing lately. So that's been kind of weird. But again, I I I I, I'm cool with him being champion. I have no issues with that. And Jeff I know the internet is crazy with it, but they, they don't really matter. And Jeff Cobb right now is jacked. And like, do you think it's gonna have a, a bushy Jeff Cobb feud since Jeff Cobb like destroyed him? 
Yeah, but also, I mean, like, did they do like a, a thing where they took out Obushi? Like, he's gonna be gone, gone away for a while, and maybe come back later. Like, that's but gonna I be interesting. His, I think he's. I think he was gonna be in an upcoming tag team match or something. I think. See, I didn't look at the cards sure. yet. Yeah, uh, but I saw him in there and I was like, oh, okay, because it kind of looked like he was going to be gone for a while. But, um, and I don't love the belt, the design of the belt, but I'll get get used to it. I'll get used to it. And it kind of helps that it's with a new champion. So it just makes it feel more acceptable, I guess you would say. I just hate it because, like, the IWGP title was like my my favorite out of all of them. Like, it was was such a beautiful belt. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know why you have to just keep changing it to the point to where you just want to change for change's sake. Like, the Intercontinental title in WWE is the most hideous-looking thing now, and if you went back to, like, the Earth title, I would be very happy about that. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But I, me personally, like, I'm extremely excited for New Japan with Osprey as champion. Like, I'm a big Osprey fan, so... I think it's great. He's and, probably your uh, favorite wrestler right now, huh? Osprey. He's been my favorite wrestler for a while. Like he's absolutely my favorite. And I don't think people talk about him enough, honestly. Like I think that Kenny Omega gets all the love and all that, but man, Osprey is <coughs> unbelievable. And like I said, he's, he's not just all about flips and all that stuff anymore. No, he's definitely really changed style. Anybody who says that nowadays, you just you haven't seen an Osprey match in the last year or so. Like, totally yeah. agree. When he started using that that forearm to the back of the head, I was like, this, this he's changing. Yeah, yeah, I like. Well, that what I love though is he's still athletic to bust out big moves when he needs to. Yeah, so it's not like he's just completely abandoned the style. He just doesn't do flips for the sake of flips and all that other stuff anymore. And and the size being added on, I mean, he looks like a legit badass. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. He's always been a guy that has no problem getting stiff and, like, he'll go to war. So he's crazy, honestly. So I, I love the fact that the risk factor. But, like, everybody wants Omega and Ibushi, you know, like, but honestly, man, give me Omega and Osprey too. Like, that – to me, that those are the two best in the world category guys, and I want to see them. And I mean, there's stories there, right? Like you left New Japan, I took it over. I'm the one that carries this company now, and I'm all this. Stuff. Gene, and one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I've always been the one. I just need to get you out of there for them to understand that I could carry the ball better than you could. Like you, you could, you could and go then with J- that. Jay White's sitting there, also like, <laughs> wait, what about hey. me, guys? Hey, quit, quit, quit doing our young, our bullet club thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think eventually that's where they'll go with that too. I think, I think the bullet club will have an encounter eventually with the other. You think that they're going to actually take the bullet club name on AEW? It's interesting. I mean, if they do, I mean, obviously, unless at that point in time, we know that will be a hundred percent guarantee that they're working with new Japan on, on, on yeah. this because I mean, obviously they own bullet club and everything. Right. Uh, but yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting if they do that or if they just kind of stick with the elite or do their own like new type of thing. It's definitely interesting. Like, like I said, I was interested in that, that promo that Callis cut where he said like prepare to be surprised. Like yeah. we don't really know what that means, but I'm definitely interested in it. More things to come. Right. Um, and and you would think like Cody eventually might get involved in this thing too. Cause he kind of has nothing going on and like, he's been separated 
um, from them. And they, they always kind of seem to go hand in hand. So I don't know if they'll just be like a backstage segment or what, or Cody's about to bounce because he's having a baby or who knows, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if Cody doesn't get involved in this sometime soon either. Yeah, that'd be good. Definitely the history and hangman too, kind of like loosely, you know, like, well, like even Hangman started to acknowledge them. Like he was like, "I don't want to talk about that. Like that's too painful oh, or whatever." Right. And I'm yeah. like, "Are they already going, Kenny and Hangman soon?" Because it's well, almost they, like even like in Jericho's promo when he acknowledged blood and guts, it was almost like we're not waiting anymore. Like they've been holding off on this for a reason. Like they wanted fans and they wanted things to be bigger. When, and did, I don't know if they'll get the. Fans like you know they could run full shows. Did you see that like Machine Gun Kelly is going to have a full capacity at Daly's place? Like, mm-hmm. do it. Like you're outdoors. Just do I'm it. hoping that if, least, if if anything, they just increase at least sure, increase like, the attendance for at least for Blood and Guts. That's what I'm and, saying. Yeah. And then like uh, out of as a well, five thousand seat arena, do three thousand. Yeah, like, especially for Double or Nothing. I, I say that because I'm trying to go to Double or Nothing. So hopefully so they increase you? for sure. So hopefully they increase uh, increase the attendance that they have for half of those shows. But I would think, like, even if you can kind of get the ball rolling, hopefully by the summer, middle of the summer, and no later than the end, like they're yeah. back to touring and everything. And like, if honestly, like, I just I just picture like all out in Chicago being yeah. like that first like huge show back. And honestly, if I was Tony Khan, I, mean, I know they have that relationship with that uh, Sears Center or whatever. Yeah. I would scrap that and go to uh, the United Center where they have 20,000 people and sell that bitch yep. out, man. Yep. Like, that would be, like, a huge show. You have 20,000 people for your show? That'd be awesome, man. Hell yeah. yeah. I'm with you. I just don't know if Chicago will be like that by August. We'll see. You can always come to Texas, though. We, we, we're good. <laughs> we got yeah. things going on. UFC, Houston. I've got UFC in a month. 17,000 people. Sold out. Like, it's going to be... I'm so hyped for that. I can't wait. Awesome. All right, guys. You guys got anything else to go over? Nothing I can really think of that... You missed our Mighty Ducks conversation, Stephen. We actually... Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I swear we did. First thing I I brought up. Yeah, seriously. just wanted to know, like, what the thoughts were. I was just curious. I don't watch what my thoughts were, and he hasn't watched it yet, so I told him it's actually been really good. Yeah, I mean, it's so good that I'll be staying up and waiting at 3.01 a.m. in a few hours from now when that drops on Disney+, Plus, and I'll be watching it, uh, episode four coming up tonight. So I, uh, <laughs> I have a feeling we might see the return of Coach Bombay this episode. Yep. They have heavily teased that this will be where it finally – I'm excited. I'm very excited. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I can't think of there's anything else to really talk about wrestling wise. Um, other, I mean, if, if, if we don't have Brandon for next week, um, what do you think about, uh, Masvidal and Usman? I would probably go Usman just top of my head. I just, I, I can't believe the disrespect that Usman gets like that dude is a killer. What are people and, saying that Mazda was going to beat him or? Well, no, no, that, no, they, no, no. But no, it's they, like, 
it's like that he's just gonna hump him on the ground and all this stuff. I'm like, have you guys been watching his fights really? Like he's been breaking jaws, he's been dropping people with jabs. Like like uh, Gilbert Burns, he dropped with a jab. Like he he messed him up standing up. So like and then like him and Colby, like he all broke stand up. jaw. And, mm-hmm. and and they went to war there too. Like I'm not saying he's gonna stand with Masvidal the entire time or nothing, but like to act like this guy is literally just a wrestler and that's it. Like that is not the case at all. I'm super looking forward to the Willie Zhang Rose Nami yes. Yunus fight. Yeah. Yes. I was uh, there live. I was live at uh Young Jacek and uh Zhang. That uh, was the uh, best women's fight I've ever seen. I just, I was lucky to be there for that one. Um, where, where was that show at? That was in um that was in Vegas. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. What brought you there, Steven? UFC. I was there with MMA on point when I was working with them. Well, I was just saying, like, what, what, what was the reason? Did just MMA on point said we need you there? Or? Oh, oh, at the time we had hit over five hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. It was like a work thing that we were like a celebration oh. thing we were doing. Cool. Um, but uh, but yeah, like that's gonna be good. Then Shevchenko and Andrade is the only yep. women's fight in that division that, like, I think. The only I think Andrade is the only one who has like a chance of catching Shevchenko. I, I definitely yep. am taking Shevchenko, but like it's at least an interesting fight. I think I think I think Shevchenko could fight um, Zhang if they both win. I think that, that could be the next fight. Or they're they're in a spot now too with Nunez, where like that Shevchenko trilogy is probably going to happen soon because Nunez, well, Nunez is out Nunez is of fighting Pena now. So do they announce that for real? Yes. Yeah, it's done deal. Giuliano versus Amanda Nunes. She's gonna for August. It's she's August. Gonna, she's gonna kill Giuliano Pena. She's not. I'm telling you, that's gonna be a fight, dude. I'm so. telling you, she's gonna test her cardio. She's gonna test her on the ground. Like Pena knows that this is it for her, and I think it's gonna be a good fight. I'm not saying that she's gonna win, but I I really think that this is an interesting matchup for Amanda. And this is at 135. Yes, she's returning back to bantamweight. So keep that in mind too, right? She's got to cut weight, and she's got to go against a person that is just going to try to take her down and ground and pound on her. What was Pena's last last fight? I think it was against Jermaine uh, GDR, and she got choked out. I was going to say, she had to have lost because GDR has been looking great outside of the title shot. GDR choked her out on the ground. So how is Oh, but she beat Sarah McMahon. She she choked out Sarah McMahon after that. Okay, so at least yeah. she's coming off of a win. But her last Dude, and Pena, Pena can talk, man. Like she she cut a hell of a promo on Ariel Show to get that fight. I'm telling you, like, yeah, I'm, I'm she's fine. good. Uh, well, she I mean, like I know who she is. I'm just in the Ultimate Fighter. Like she went through all those girls. Like I I think she really could give Amanda a problem. Yeah, we'll see. I just don't. Like, I just don't the see Amanda, it. the Amanda that shows up that fought Raquel Pennington shows up to fight Juliana Pena. She could be in for a long night. But if the Nunez that shows up that's fought like Cyborg and all these other, but you know just, what I'm saying? I, like, but, but what if she's not taking her seriously, like Cyborg? I just don't have any. I just don't have. I just don't have any reason to think that Amanda Nunez isn't taking it seriously. Right. So Megan hey Anderson, seriously. <laughs> right, for real. Anyways, next. <sighs> hey, guys, love the stream in terms of America's women's wrestling. Sasha is the GOAT, and people are finally seeing her impact felt as a performer. 
Um, what, what are your guys' thoughts on Sasha as the GOAT? I don't really have a women's wrestler GOAT, honestly. Um, to me, and this sounds bad, it really feels like the division's only been around for like five years because women's wrestling has not been anywhere near the level right. that it is right now. Yeah. And, and that's another thing, too. Like, when you watch Sasha and Bianca, like, the level of importance and how big that moment felt, it makes you understand why all these women, when their contracts are up, want to sign with the WWE instead of going to AEW. Because it's just, I feel like it's at a different level. And I feel like AEW, it's almost just like, they're still trying to figure it out. And some of it's just filler or some of it's like, we have to put on women's matches because we need a women's division, but a lot of it doesn't merit the time that they get. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think that bell to bell Sasha Banks is the best woman WWE has right now. Um, Like as far as in ring wrestling, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really like argue someone saying she's the goat because that's so subjective like based on what you like but like personally speaking i think charlotte's a better overall package than sasha is like oh boy i think i think charlotte gets way too much hate like same here she's like dude like she hasn't been in wrestling but for so long and you gotta think she had no interest in doing this she's doing this because her brother wanted to and he passed away so she just had to take that mantle and She's really, really good. So I just I yeah. think she gets way too much hate. And and I I like that her character is that she's always like a champion or fighting for the title. Like it, it she's like this outlier where she can always become the champion. Doesn't matter where she's at, she gets a title shot, she can become the champion. I I, I like that we have some people like that out there. Do you I mean I just think that Sasha, Charlotte, Becky, and Bailey, they change the game. Like I, th- that four horse women thing is a real deal, and they really, they really changed the game. I think Ronda could have been special too. Like I, Ronda had an unbelievable athletic ability; she picked it up really quick. Like if she was actually dedicated and did this for years, like I think she would have got really good. Hey, uh, I think China still doesn't get enough love, to be honest, too. Like for what she did when there was like no real like women's division or anything, and she was like, she just, she just didn't have opponents that could, right? Yeah, that she could, you know. But she did. But she did good men. against men. She did good against men, though. That's what I'm but saying. That's the thing is, like, it, it made you think that women could hang with men that you never thought before. Like, it gave you a different outlook on women. But like, she never had great women opponents to where she could have great matches and all that stuff. So for sure, for sure, she just she she set the tone. And then I think Lita and Trish were huge for women's wrestling. But yeah. I don't think that we ever seen matches like of high quality till we saw Sasha and Bailey and Charlotte and stuff like that. Like that's, that's a different level. I remember in TNA a couple of times, like Gail Kim and awesome Kong and then uh, Taryn Terrell, right? That last woman standards match that she had with Gail Kim was so good. That's nonsense. Like, it was so good. And, like, I was like, who the hell is Taryn Terrell? Like, I didn't even, I I couldn't believe how good that was. And then, of course, I really think Tessa changed the game. I think Tessa being an impact and, like, wrestling the men and, like, really doing a great job and having, like, match of the night candidates and things like that, like, 
she really upped the level for women's wrestling too. So there's a lot that um, has really helped women's wrestling. But what I think is dope right now is like you can legit get excited for a women's wrestling match and you can legit get excited for a women's fight. Like they've, they've definitely made it to the point where their draws and their stars and, you know, like even Misha Tate's coming back. Like that's somewhat exciting to me. Like I, I just, um, and I always felt like with female MMA, like that's, that's been there for a while. Like even before Rhonda with Gina Carano and Cyborg and, Misha and stuff like that with Rhonda, like Roxanne on a fairy. Never mind that. Um, but Friday. like, yeah, yeah, I know she's never really been, you know, my cup of tea. But, Fair enough. um, but, <laughs> but like now women's wrestling's at the point now where they're really starting to drink. But I, I think like Sasha Bailey, Charlotte Becky, those are special because if you watch NXT now, like I don't think they've ever recreated anything close to that. Yeah, I would agree for sure. Like Leo's nice. Like your, like your Amber Moons and your um, your uh, I think Yoshirai. I think Yoshirai is good. I don't know if that's what you just said, Brandon. But yeah, Yoshirai like Yoshirai is damn good. But like, I just don't think it's anything close to the level of the total package that Sasha, Bailey, Charlotte, Becky all turned out to be. Like, I thought that uh, I thought that Shayna Baszler was a good package, but yes. you just like she She's needed done. the right opponent. Like yep. just like I don't think she could have gotten there mixed up with anybody, and it'd be awesome if she yeah. had the right opponent. It was it was really cool, but that yeah, she's done now. Yeah, she come across as a female Joe to me. Like that's that was like her gimmick to me. It was just like this vicious. Uh, she had the towel, like a uh, vicious like MMA style beat down. And then like, naked she, had, she had the mouthpiece and like, you know, she just, she looked like a badass. And then dude, when they put her on raw and made her like a vampire, I was just like, Oh God. It's yeah. That was weird. She took a big bite out of someone's back. That was weird. Yeah. The whole thing is just craziness. I don't, I just don't understand why anybody wants to go up there. Oh, by the way, Roderick Strong re- resigned from NXT. Do you think he's going to SmackDown? Oh, I have no clue. Two or five lives, maybe. He, <laughs> yeah, don't. Well, right. Yeah. He turned in uh, his resignation papers to William Regal. On, I think you're. On, uh, I, 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 think it's, I think it's more and likely. If Daniel going, Bryan is booking. If Daniel Bryan's booking SmackDown, I feel like there's a chance he could go to SmackDown. But if that's yeah. the case, dude, Bobby Fish is out of here. And. Um, I guess like, and then they showed like Cole and O'Reilly like arguing with each other. Well, Adam basically just talking trash to Cole in the hospital while they're both on stretchers heading to the room. So it looks like that's like Rocky Two, yeah, or like Rocky Two or Nick Diaz, Joe Riggs, whichever. yeah. But like, um, but like, it looks like that that's going to continue. So, which I mean, why, like. This is the thing that bothers me is they act like we've never seen these matches before. Like, I mean, these guys have wrestled in PWG, New Japan, Ring of Honor, like, and now the the WWE, like, or NXT, like, it, it, it doesn't seem fresh in any way. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I, I like watching Adam Cole and Kyle Riley wrestle each other, but I also... 
I mean, Roger Strong, like Brandon said, he'll probably wind up in 205 Live and then, like, you know. Purgatory. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, you're done. Well, he's you're done, done on SmackDown or Raw, too, let's be honest. I know Danny might have help with Dana Bryan or whatever, but, like, at the end of the day, like, he's been there for quite a while. Like, he was Cruiserweight Classic and, like, all that stuff. I mean, it's, um, yeah, I, I just don't see them knowing what to do with Roddy at all. And that's the same with all those guys. It's the same with Adam and, and Kyle and all those guys. I mean, they're guys, they're probably collect. I always say Kyle and Adam Cole are my two favorite, probably overall talents in the WWE. But, like, I do not want to see them on Raw or SmackDown because it's just, you just do not know what's going to happen to their careers at that point. But you also don't want to wind up and you also don't want to wind up in Johnny Johnny Gargano purgatory where like you all you you can't be on Raw or SmackDown and you also can't always be the champion on NXT. So like now you're in real no man's land. I think I think that um, I think that uh, uh, Adam Cole would have a shot in the main roster. Like I just think that he has a lot of what they're looking for. You beat Dan O'Brien on that one SmackDown. But like Kyle O'Reilly. And Roderick Strong, mm-mm. so I don't know. I don't yeah. know what you do. I don't know. No idea what they'll do with Roddy going forward, but, but yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, and he's you a guy who like else gets released tomorrow. Or do you think they're done? Well, if you go based on last year, because like you know, these firings were all the same exact calendar date as last I year. Know. It's so great. And this and, is another thing that gets on my nerves is people keep bitching about like how dare the WWE release these guys? This is so unfair. They could afford them. Blah blah blah. Look, they don't want to use them anymore, so they absolutely can release them. They don't have to keep them for charity. Like right. that—that's what bothers me. Is like how many times did you guys see them use these people before they got their release? It's not like they've been actively being used, and they're like in total shock. I mean, with Joe, he was on commentary. So in Maine, so I get that, but like they can yeah. release whoever they want. For sure. They can. The problem is the timing because that this is literally like, you know, they do their quarterly calls. Like this is all, they're about to record record profits and claim that they had to release talent, even though they're making more money than they ever made. That's, that's where the issues I think really lie from the fan base. It isn't so much like that, you can get fired from any job, no matter who you are. You know, if you become unvaluable to a company, that could happen to anybody anywhere for any job. Um, but when you get fired and then your company is going to publicly talk about how incredibly right. profitable they are, that's where the issues are. And then on top of that, you're doing it the same day as last year. And if y'all remember the day after this last year was the NXT cuts. So um, now there are some names like, I don't want to name names because it's like, I don't want to be that guy who's like advocating people lose their jobs. But I will say is this. It is very strange to me that there are still certain people employed by the WWE, like right now, based on certain things we've heard about certain situations, that some of them are in NXT, in NXT and those names wouldn't be surprising to me. Um, <coughs> dream. Exactly what I'm talking about. So... um <laughs> Um, but it's just one of those things like also those- even like even like Jordan Devlin, I don't think it's safe because they made him lose the title. And so then it's like, do they have to keep him at this point right. if they wanted to let go of him? Right. So that's the thing. I would say I wouldn't be surprised if there was any like speak out type people. that. Yeah. But but I don't want to sit here like anyone outside of that and be like, just because I'm not a big fan of so and so, I want to see him get 
cut or something. I'm not going to do that. So right, but yeah, no, it'd be. I mean, this is my thing. Like, I understand that they're going to brag about their profits, and then they're going to tell these guys they're releasing them because of budget cuts. But like, if you're Bo Dallas, you literally have been getting paid to do nothing for like years. So it's like I'm not upset with them for letting him go. Like, you've been on borrowed time for a long time. Like, Chelsea Green, I think it sucks because she had her hand broken or her wrist broken, like, twice. Like, she broke it, then she came back and got injured again, like, back-to-back. Like, it's really bad luck. And she's just started. She got her basic action figure. They announced that. Like, you felt like that she was going to get another opportunity, and then they kept telling her that they had nothing for her. And that's, like, the kiss of death, right? And so – there's certain ones like that. I'm I'm surprised about the iconics. Like I just thought that that's that's a WWE. Well, they broke them up months ago. The two of them. Yeah, but I mean, you so, can always put them back together if you wanted right. to. For like, sure, yeah, for sure, you, you for sure could. But that that's the red flag all the way back then for them. For me, is like, why would you break them up to begin with, and then have nothing yeah. for either of them? Right. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, but like. Like, at the end of the day, I support who they cut. Like, it, it doesn't bother me one bit. Like, and a, and a lot of times they're going to be better off without it. Like, they don't need to be there just to basically collect a paycheck. Um, there can be better use for a lot of these people. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see if there are any more cuts. Because, like I said, the timing, that's what I think is really what makes people really salty over it. If they would have got rid of Bo Dallas, like, a couple months ago, like, I don't think anyone would really be thinking much of it. But it's the whole yeah, next week, WWE is about to be bragging about how much money they make. So, um, Man, Brandon, give me Brandon, me and Steven have gone over this. Give me five people you would cut from AEW. So here's the thing. It's a lot of people that are with the company right now, they're just like on per appearance deals. So like it really will only be the people that actually have contracts that will be cut. Cause like all those people that are on dark elevation and dark, like most of those people aren't signed. They're just on per appearance deals. And then once the Indies open back up, they're just going to be like, okay, you know, go out there. We'll, we'll call you every now and then. But yeah. as far as who they have signed Spears, I mean, I know he's in the group, but yeah. get Spears out of here. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens with this Miro and Kip Sapien thing. Uh, Did you cut I, both? No, no, no. I would not cut Miro. That promo, I'm like, okay, like I'm with it. Let's go. It seems Kip. like he's about to get a push. Yeah, for sure. He's Kip. looked significantly better after that Kip thing. They are definitely changing him up. Can you? For can, the better. can we put him in the G1? Like, put him in the G1. Let him fight Ishii. Let him fight like some legit uh, badasses. And then I think that that would erase his stock so much higher. I would say that for sure. Somebody said cut Jim Ross. I actually wouldn't be mad at that. Oh, I would cut Jim Ross <laughs> tomorrow. Especially yeah. he makes a lot of money too. Like it's a total waste. That guy could care less about that show. Wouldn't you right. miss those those restaurant quality picture in pictures though? Oh, no, no, oh, my God. no. You can. Get I mean, he that. literally <laughs> is like he he literally is like. Uh, Excalibur, tell me, tell us about this guy. He didn't have a damn clue about any of these people. He does not care. I don't think he likes what he sees in the ring, so he just stays quiet. If he, if he really enjoyed what he was seeing, I think he would comment on it. But he just stays quiet. Like 
He is yeah. there for a paycheck. 100%. I totally agree. I'm trying to think of anybody else that kind of comes off the top of my head. Who, who else would you say? Doug's got a whole list of them. I don't I don't talk about this stuff, but yeah. I think Janela needs to go. That was the next one I knew what you were going to say. I didn't even have to say it. I mean, it's so like. It's not that I hate him to a point. I just don't think that he belongs on mainstream wrestling. I think he's a GCW guy. Like, that's just what I think he is. Um, I feel like we don't see him enough to even justify. I mean, maybe that's the reason why you want to get rid of him. But yeah, I just don't like he's barely on TV. When I think I'm he's also a, a big, I think he's also a big liaison of like getting these indie guys. You know what I mean? For sure. So. I'm not a fan of Sunny Kiss. I just don't see anything there. Like oh, he's learning. I, but that's my thing: is like, how long are we gonna wait? Like, she, he has barely had any matches, and the matches that he has have have not been impressive to me. You don't I like just, the Cody match? I mean, not really. No, hmm. no, and like. Like, I get that you're feminine and all that, but, like, I need you to lay this stuff in. Like, the, I get that you have to have a style, but it has to look somewhat effective that you could hurt your opponent. And, and, like, I just don't like the style that he chooses to wrestle. So I'm not a fan of him. And, like, let's be honest. If we're going to have, like, the Andrades and the Samoa Joes and the Omegas and all these big names, then we, we can't just have a bunch of filler indie guys. And that's my my gripe with it like uh Caesar Barone Bahoni like he was in on. NXT for like forever JD Drake and uh Hollywood Hunk dude no JD oh, Drake's legit JD Drake, JD Drake, JD Drake's JD legit. Drake looks no I'm just talking about they're all there are three of them in a yeah oh, that's stuff. right them and Caesar you're right that weird group that they you're yes you're right yeah but yeah like, so as far as talent JD Drake's the man I love that guy he does look pretty legit. Like he 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 did have a good match with Darby, and I thought he'd lost weight because like it, when I saw him in Evolve, like he was okay, but like I thought he looked pretty good against Darby. Yeah, a honestly, good one on Dark against Kingston, by the way. Uh, this this is a, might be a controversial one, but I would let Matt Hardy go. Like I, I don't I don't see I don't see Matt Hardy being able to wrestle any more effectively. Like yeah, yeah, his match with Darby and stuff, but I mean he looks beat up. He looks old. Like I. I think that he should have been like the manager type for the Dark Order or something like that with his gimmick and very rarely wrestle. And now we've got Money Matt from ROH, and it's just it just hasn't worked. Like I'm just yeah. I'm not not a fan of what's going on there. Um, what about Butcher and Blade? Like I, I just think that they put so much time. In. They're serviceable, but we could get better. That that's my thing. It's like. These guys aren't bad, but like, would they be better just like on impact? And you don't need them. Like, you, you could find better talent out there. Like, what about the Von Erics, right? Like, they're going to be free agents somewhat soon. Like, would you just rather take them and not Butcher and Blade? Like, uh, I think Butcher and Blade are probably better than the Von Erics. But, but, but my thing is, Von Erics have an upside. I think Butcher and Blade are old. And like evil and they have good matches though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too. And I watch MLW every week. I see a lot the of Buck, the Bucks match they had that False Count Anywhere match, that Bunkhouse Brawl match they had. Granted, it's all they're, they're not. It's not bad, but I just I I just think they can do better. Like that. That's my thing. Is I want the best. I don't. If you're supposed to be all elite, then I just don't want second tier. And I feel like that they have a lot of second tier. Um. 
Samuel Lee, you're gonna have to watch your watch your tone in this chat over here talking about trying to get rid of Sting. All right, man, I was don't... so excited. I was watching Dynamite. <laughs> I'm like, are we gonna go this whole show without seeing Sting? Like, wow, this no. is different. Sting. I'm like, okay, here we go. But now he's like, kind of with the Dark Order. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. And, but so, so so now the Dark Order hangs out with with Darby Allen and Sting and like. Mm. It was but a weird honestly, one with uh, with uh, Sheeta. She was hanging out with the uh, dark. Not was it? Yeah, dark everyone. Order? I mean, yeah. it, it's a party. It's a party over there. But negative what, one too. They're doing all these stables right in AEW. It looks like they're gearing up, and this could be a cool stable. I think Sting with. I mean, it looks like they've got um, Lance Archer's helping them out now. Like Brian Cage is like busting out a team Taz. It looks like like if these guys all like join up with Sting, I think that could be pretty cool. Why not? I feel like half a dark order needs to be cut. Like I, I don't see a lot. Like I like silver, right? And then the females are good. Um, I mean, Colt Cabana. Like, uh, <laughs> it's good to and, see him on national TV, though. Yeah, and he's like, more, he's more of a coach there anyway. So yeah, evil, evil, and Uno. Like, like, like. The Super Smash Brothers to me have not delivered ever since they got brought in. Like they're just the, the, that was the weird thing is they were called the Dark Order when this first started. Just the tag team was called the Dark Order. Yeah, and then like they kept going on with this whole thing and like what is that gimmick? This Adam, is their gimmick from the Indies anyway. Yeah, and I don't want Adam Page to join the Dark Order. That's such a lame like. Let him be his own thing. And, I mean, that's kind of where they're going at, which I appreciate. But, like, that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Get rid of those guys and give me Andrade and Joe. Carol, you want to see okay. chat? Another super chat. What would you guys think of Bray Wyatt going to AEW and taking the role Brody had of leading the Dark Order? <laughs> Brandon, Brandon doesn't like it. No, no. So appreciate why, the um, super chat, but no. Yeah, for sure, Kogan. I appreciate it. Um, Here's my thing with Bray Wyatt, right? Like, I don't see anywhere where that guy goes where he doesn't get super pushed. If he's going somewhere, he's getting super pushed. And to me, like, the talent level in AEW is so high that I just would rather see other guys get pushed. Like, I would rather have an Aleister Black be the leader of the Dark Order than someone like a Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Because I feel like that... But to me, like, what the hell is the Dark Order now? They're a bunch of goofy guys now. Like, before it was, like, this evil cult that they joined, and now they're just a bunch of goofy people. It's, it's a group of gay dudes who all love Hangman Page. I mean, that's what that's what it is now. Does that sound like a great time, or... Like, <laughs> Not to me, but, I mean, I'm just saying that, mean, that's, that's what the characters are. Like, if we're being just dead honest, like, they all, they all have crushes on Hangman. Like, it's all... But it's a, I don't I don't know how we got to the place that we have with the Dark Order, but that's where well, we Well, I saw them admiring the one guy's package. He put it all in his pants, and they were all, like, taking pictures with it and stuff. And, and that's the type of stuff that I – I mean, come on. Like, we don't need that. So that that's, that's my biggest thing is I just want this thing to be more of a mainstream type company, but, like, with great matches, promos. But, so, like, to me, I think – AEW's biggest weakness is being goofy. Like when they're serious, they they hit home runs. 
when their stuff is serious, it's amazing. But when they get really goofy, it's it's just indie riffic to me. I like the indies, so I like AEW. <laughs> You, 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 Steven. I don't know about it's the truth, knows. man. I mean, like, I love indie wrestling. I'm way more into what's going on in that scene than anything going on mainstream outside of AEW right now. So just personal. And well, I like seeing the field. Brandon, do you think that they should just be a mainstream indie? Or do you think that they should have a little bit more of a serious tone of, like, almost like NXT, but a little bit more, like, riskier and more fun? I mean, I feel like there's elements of indie wrestling that you can bring over to the mainstream stage. Like, I don't mind the goofiness. Like, when you have something like the arcade anarchy or whatever it was called. It was a good match, too. I can enjoy something like that because the match was good and they kept it serious, especially near the end. Even with, like, the goofy finish with Sue and everything, like, I can still enjoy something like that. So, yeah, if you bring some of the elements of indie wrestling over, I don't think that's bad. Like you just can't go too deep with it. So like when you you have the the, the issue with like BTE and the Dark Order are are admiring, uh, was it Tens package or whatever like that? Like I don't need that stuff on TV. But <laughs> little little doses here and there, like the little backstage segment that um, Paige had with uh, uh, with John Silver on TV, I, I thought that was fine. Like them joking about his shoulder and everything, like little stuff like that. I think it's fine, but you just yeah. you can't go too deep with it, and that's why I like they have an outlet like BTE where they can kind of get that goofiness out of their system. Yeah, but that, a lot of that like doesn't carry stuff that should be on TV. Like uh, I thought the Kenny and Young Bucks when they were sitting down talking about how things have changed and all that stuff. Like that should be on AW. Like Matt, Har- Matt, Matt Hardy's cut the best promos that he has in the company on being the elite. Not dynamite. It's kind of wild. Uh, okay, I still say cut him, but <laughs> that's fine. Dude, day, I mean, I don't, I don't. I'm not a huge Matt Hardy fan personally. You, historically speaking, you, you I'm surprised you're saying this because you were always like the Matt Hardy's underrated dude over the years. I mean, I, I definitely like. I was definitely behind him when he was feuding with Edge, and I definitely give him credit for recreating his character over and over again. But I mean, he's. He's not he he didn't have the type of style where he can be wrestling in his mid forties. Like he put his body through it. And yeah, he did. It it just shows. Like he he can't go out there and continually get the crap beat out of him. It, it's gonna really add up, and I just has, don't think it's worth it. It is very predictable matches. It's very formulaic. Like what he he has the same match pretty much every time. So. And he's not going to be taking very many bumps. He's the one that's going to be, you know, having people hit him. And, I mean, I just I just feel like that there's better opponents for Darby Allen. There's better opponents for people. Like, Matt, to me, should just be more of a manager at this point. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind that. Right. But you got to admit, like, the street fight, like, all seriousness, and it was dope. Like they need more of those moments. Like the they need Santana Ortiz. Yeah. That, that, that yeah, was, that, that that was my favorite match of the whole year last year, to be honest. Right. I've so I mean that. that's what I'm saying. So like when you get stuff like that, I feel like they always hit a home run. Um even like Revolution tag match, right? Like it was a serious match and with a serious storyline and it they hit a home run. Like I just want some more seriousness and not as much goofiness. That's my biggest thing. It's understandable. 
I don't think you're alone in that. And and I think it's sometimes it's overly goofy, even for me who like, well, like some of the goofy stuff, but right. like, I, you know, I, I like, I like the more serious. It, I would have a problem with a lot of what I was seeing on dynamite. If a lot of what was happening on being the elite was actually carrying over onto dynamite. It's almost like two separate worlds. Like, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in being the elite that has nothing to do with what's going on in dynamite. So, Yeah. What real quick, uh, Stephen? This is what I want to know. What are what were matches from the collective? First of all, you need to explain that to me. And second of all, I need to understand GCW. Like, is there a champion of GCW? Is there multiple champions? Like, oh, there's how a cha- that work? Oh, there's a champion, and his name is Nick Gage. Um, okay. So okay. So Nick, how could you even? Okay, okay. The biggest moment of the whole weekend was John. I don't watch Nick Gage. I don't know. I know he's crazy. I know he's crazy. He's got like three teeth, and he's about to be wrestling Moxley for that belt. It's going to be nuts. Um, so because that's what Moxley's doing now. Like he's doing blood sport. He's doing GCW. Like he's out there. I mean, who would have thought that that Dean Ambrose from the WWE is this type of nuts? Like, awesome. I would have never thought that. Like I knew that he was an indie guy and all that stuff beforehand, but I, I thought once he had touched that WWE realm, like that was it. But then this crazy bastard's like, okay, I'm going to AEW, then I'm going to the G1, and I'm doing Bloodsport, and I'm I'm doing this, and I'm doing this match, and just like, what? It's like, awesome. He's got it. Mad props to him. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I, I think it does nothing but raise his stock. But it's just, it's wild to me. It's so rare. It's awesome to see a dude who's a multimillionaire who has, I mean, I, I say a cush gig with AEW. I mean, obviously there's the physical toll of wrestling, but like his position, he's always going to be a main event level guy in this, in AEW. And he's choosing to go out and, and do this stuff on the indies, but I just think it's awesome. But yeah, to answer your question, Doug, it, like kind of a short answer, GCW's collective, it was 12 shows that GCW put on over the weekend, started on Thursday, ended on Saturday. And they're uh they're all under the GCW banner, but they all have like different shows and names. Like Jimmy Lloyd had a show. He's one of their wrestlers who he had his own event. And Spring Break is its own is its own event and that kind of stuff. And then independent wrestling.tv has showcase of the independence that runs parallel to it that they have their own set of shows and that's a mixture of just various independent promotions, but that, but it isn't under the GCW banner. Um, so Randy Orton should do blood sport. He, that'd be a, really out of his element. It'd be interesting to watch. Um, yeah. A Moxley, Moxley versus Davey boy, G, or not Davey boy junior. That already happened. Moxley versus Barnett. I thought was really, really well done. And I thought a cool the match. The finish, how cool was the finish where he was wrestling the ref, like, because he was out of it, like a UFC fight? I thought that was really, really good. Nice. Um, I just like the finishes can come out of nowhere with Blood By the way, Barnett is back on the juice. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's never off the I, juice. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't think he ever got off. <laughs> he he um, can never pass the test. But, you know what's uh, funny is I know a guy that goes to every PWG, and Barnett goes to quite a bit of them, and they were talking about Vitor Belfort. And like he was like trashing Vitor Belfort because he's on steroids, and like, <laughs> like took it back and looked at him, and he was just kind of like, "Oh yeah, like are you serious, dude?" Like remember, remember affliction? You took out right. an entire company because you failed the steroid test. Exactly. Like, what are you talking about? I ordered both of those shows. Oh, my yeah. Uh, yeah, they were. I mean, but, the concept was good. 
But anyways, go ahead. Your GCW. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you asked. I I mean, that that was pretty much all. No, I want to know. I want to know. I what, uh, what what matches do I need to go out of my way to see? What was what was stuff that really was you know. I don't if, know if I can do Ricky Shane Page or whatever. I don't okay, know if I can go there. I was about to say, if you could stomach RSP versus Nick Gage, that was the match of the weekend, I think. Um, but that was also, like, incredibly violent. Um, yeah. There was... Um, I'm trying to think of the ones how that, was, like, I How was Leo Rush and low-key? I need to tell you about that off-air. But okay. the, 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 match, the match was... The match was... Like, it was okay. Um, okay. But it also happened at like four in the morning. Um, really? There was I'm trying to think of other like, ones. Do these but... people have any sympathy on our souls? Like, you know how exhausted I would be if I was up like watching wrestling outside or whatever from like 12 to four in the morning. And then I had WrestleMania the next day. Well, most of them are going to WrestleMania. Really? You don't think so? Yeah. Most of the crowd that's traveling for the collective isn't going to WrestleMania. Some of them might have went to night two, but probably wow. not night one. Yeah. Wow. Um I would say I'm trying to think of like really uh I got another story I I gotta tell you off off air about someone that you don't like, Doug, and you'll be happy to hear about it. Um trying to think of like really good, really good matches though. I mean there was there was really there was a but there was you know thinking of close to thirty shows that I watched. Violence is forever, which is a team out of MLW, um Kevin Kevin Q and Dominic Garini. They wrestle for MLW currently. They wrestled Thin Juice over the weekend, and that was a really, okay. really good tag team match. Was it? Yeah, really, really good. Um, okay. And I'm not a big Thin Juice fan. Like they and they they had a banger. Um, uh, I mean, I, I could I could send you a list. I, I put together a whole list for uh, for Fightful afterwards. Yeah, so I can send, send you me a list. I'm just curious what was good. Yeah, Brandon, do you pay attention to Indies at all? Like, do you know what's good? Not, not recently on air. It's just yeah, it's just kind of been a down year with like COVID and everything. I just yep. God, like last year and this year, I just haven't paid paid too much attention to it. I mean, if you consider Bloodsport and Indie, like that's like literally the only thing I've kind of watched on there. But yeah. like the collective and everything would have been good. I think I got spoiled like a couple years ago with the uh, what was that service? Uh, gosh, that the wrestling, the indie shows were on it. Evolve was on it. It was like twenty bucks a month. What was that called? Oh, um, I remember the logo. Flow oh, Sport. Yeah, Flow yeah, Slam. Yeah. Flow Slam. Yep. Yep. And you watched all of WrestleMania weekend. That was uh that was the year that it was the Hardys and the uh, um Young Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. That was so that year. And that was that, that was like Ethan Page and Darby Allen and yeah. all that stuff. Is that the shot? I remember watching yeah. I remember watching uh Joey Janela's spring break. And mm-hmm. I had no idea really that much about Joey Janela. And I watched that Battle Royal or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like Glacier was out there and they had the Mortal Kombat music and they had the Invisible Man. And I was just like, what the hell am I watching? Invisible Man won the whole thing. Invisible Man won the whole thing. But I couldn't turn it off. <laughs> I was just like, I'm going to watch this. This is the most goofiest nonsense, but I'm going to watch it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, um, another good match I just want to bring up because I thought of it. I, believe it or not. You know, Doug's gonna roll his eyes. Rich Swan versus Two Cold Scorpio. Two Cold Scorpio, culture. yeah, I heard that was the good. Culture. I mean, yep. I'm not gonna roll my eyes at that. That could be good. I figured you'd think, oh, Two Cold Scorpio is that's a prime. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm sure he could bust out a couple moves here or there. He still hits the tumbleweed. Still goes out there and yeah, does his thing. There you go. There you go. He had a good match and with they- AR Fox last year at the collective. Also. 
Yeah, that the, the thing is, uh, Too Cold Scorpio. I honestly think we'll see an AEW at some point. Like he's still out there at a higher level than a lot of people. No, like he really is. No, you don't think so? No, man. Let I don't go, know. Even let it go. Hey, I'm just booking my fake Fed with Tony Khan's money. All right. You could you can do RVD and Too Cold Scorpio and like an independent if they want to dish out the money. Okay, I'll put it this way. I watched a lot of RVD because I follow Impact for Fightful. Yeah. Two Cold Scorpio is performing at a higher level right now than RVD is. That's not surprising. Yeah, I can believe that. Yeah. Believe. But I'm just saying, comparatively, like RVD, I think people would be pumped Although to see him. And I was a slammiversary for RVD Moose, and that really wasn't that bad of a match. That was a pretty damn good match. And Moose has gotten a lot better. I'll give him a lot of credit. Moose, He's gotten Moose way better. A lot better. Like, I was afraid Moose was going to be Amos, or Amos, or whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> like, Moose way better than that. Yes, so. Moose is way better than Omos, I'll, for sure, unquestionably. By the uh, way, hundred times uh, better. Kira Hogan, Jordan Grace, and Moose will all be free agents by June. Yeah, Jordan Grace is going to have a lot of interest. Do so. you think uh, Kira Hogan would go to AEW? Maybe. She could help there, though. She's solid. Yeah. Um, I think Jordan's like, exceptional. I think Jordan's like one of the best in the world. Um, I think Jordan's obnoxious, though. I don't really like her. as a. I'm not a big fan of her. Really, I like, I like, I like. I just think she's different. Like, I like her size and ability and stuff. I don't know. I like Gianna Prazo a lot too, but I think she's locked in for a while. Yeah. Um. Well, but what about Moose? You think he's going to go to the WWE, or do you think that he'll just have to resign with TNA or Impact? I don't know. I don't know about his past because I, I think that's I think that's part of what's held him back from WWE in the past was like the domestic whatnot. So. I don't know. Maybe they're over it at this point. I don't know. I mean, who knows? I, you know, I, I really don't know. I, but I will say, like I said, Moose has gotten exponentially better over the last year. The where like I've ever seen him right now. Yeah. Like I, I, on a on a level of like being a fan, I think it would be. I'd be interested to see him in the WWE or AEW. Moose. I just don't know. As like a company, if what their stance on that is, I have no idea. You yeah. fall you, you fall asleep though? Yeah. No, um, I made sure my wife didn't text me or something. So gotcha. Sometimes I'll forget to check and it'll be like 40 minutes. <laughs> Five text messages. Hello, hello, hello. I'm in trouble. So but it's probably a pretty good time to wrap it up. We hit that three hour mark. So I really appreciate you guys joining in. Thanks, Brandon, for coming in. Thanks, Steven, as mm-hmm. always. Um, if you guys want to plug anything, go ahead. Go for it, Brandon. My Twitter. Just <laughs> follow me there if you want to get some <clears throat> my thoughts on, on different wrestling on there. That's all I really got right now. And Brandon possibly will be coming back with his own YouTube page again and all that. And we'll help plug him there and oh, yeah, get it's coming. going again. Yeah. And then Brandon can get his fans to watch this and then we can all share and just get all – both of our stuff gets bigger. Steven's stuff gets bigger on Fight Talk, the whole nine. So, yes. Go ahead, Steven, plug your stuff. I'll keep it short this week. Fight Talk underscore is my Twitter, and I'll be on the Fightful Twitch channel again tomorrow night. We're going to do like a midnight stream, uh, me and a few others from the site. So, that'll be fun. That's twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. And, uh, yeah, anything else going on? And, and just for anyone who's watching this, if you haven't already, please give the video a thumbs up. We have 30 likes on this one. So people are listening. So this is great. Y'all are, it's a, it's, it's free to give us a thumbs up. It costs you nothing. It takes half a second. 
And it helps us out a lot more than you realize. So if you haven't already, please smash that like button and make sure to follow me and Brandon and Doug on Twitter. And uh, yeah, I appreciate all you guys being here. What we're probably going to do in the next, not next week, but the week after that, we're going to move to Tuesdays because um, I don't want to go head to head with dark side of the ring and uh, the NFL. Oh, starting up this right. Yeah, the NFL draft is starting in two weeks also. And, I mean, there's absolutely no way I'm going to do this while the NFL draft is going on. So I just think Tuesdays are going to work out better. Plus, it'll give me more time to do, like, individual videos because there will be stuff that we won't be able to talk about on the live stream that I can just talk about in individual videos and help grow the channel that way too. So I hope you guys will still join us on Tuesdays at 9 o'clock, same time. Um, And – we can knock that out. So like I said, I really appreciate you guys and we'll see you next week.